All right, what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 50-50-50. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas. And joining me tonight from across the pond, or no, from across the, on the East Coast. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm botching this one good and, and mm -hmm. well, but you're still here. So, Mr. Trees, here, how are you? <laughs> you know, listen, I didn't get to the store today uh -huh. to get you a, a, a happy 50th card. <laughs> so, we'll wait. I remember on the 100th, oh. I remember to go to get something. Sure. A little something, something. Yeah. Dropped the ball on the 50. It's okay. Mine should be showing up in a cake in about half an hour. Nice. Um, I told him to ring your doorbell because I know you don't have small children or you know mm -hmm. anybody who's sleeping. So, <laughs> but uh, how's it going, uh, man? Fifty, fifty. Yeah, I don't. You know what? I feel. I f it's different because it's like you hit fifty shows and you're like, that's pretty good. Fifty shows, you know what I mean? But I feel like we were stuck in the forties for mm -hmm. like like 30 something shows like it felt like it took us a long time, time to go from 40 to 50 yeah because like, every week i'm like it's only it's what 42 show what the 42nd <laughs> are you sure and it felt like you kept saying the same number every week but you weren't i so was checking it we're stuck in a little weird time warp there but we made it 50 50 Yep, and I'm already breaking promises. Uh, did not get the uh, feed set up yet, and I yeah. have to. Uh, for yeah. those listening, full disclosure, not only is February a short month, but March 1st, our hosting ends. <laughs> so yeah. I, have Listen, to, you, I have to you, get my ducks in a row now. You, you saying you're going to do shit and not doing shit, it's what makes you endearing. That, oh, Everybody. sure, yeah. yeah. That's what I love about you. It's definitely dependable. The, the most dependable thing about me is uh, how undependable I am right now. That's right. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. But, uh, I'll get on it. Yeah, yeah. man. But. Brother was an effort. It, you know, it's been a, it's been a lax week. You know, let, you know, last week we had a lot to talk about because it just so much shit had happened to us in a <laughs> yeah. two week span. Like, you know, it was like the weird hump of the new year and then work and then, covid shit and kid shit like everything hit you and me you know different different things but it all hit in the same two weeks mm -hmm. and then this week has been uh you know unremarkable <laughs> not much has <laughs> happened snowed out i had to shovel a bunch oh uh, at least you guys got snow it's 55 out here like i know that yeah. the grass is always greener but like mm. I could go well, the, for some snow. The funny thing is I want it to be cold for once in my life because me and my boy are desperately trying to learn how to ice skate. And right, for some odd right. reason in New England, uh, in uh, the beginning of February, it, it just decided to be like warm out <laughs> in the first time ever. I think it's because they, they see my boy, me and my boy sitting there with skates on as, uh, you know, water drips on our head. <laughs> out there in january and february so it's like oh god you know who's got so, your back though who punsatani phil yesterday yeah i watched uh the good old bill murray movie he ran back he ran oh yeah he did see a shadow and ran back inside and um uh this weekend the temperature is going to drop to negative four uh in kansas at the end of the weekend so uh phil mm -hmm. might have been onto something <laughs> 
Nice. Nice. So. Yeah, we're all getting into the weird skating spirit. My, we went out tonight and got, bought my daughter a pair of skates. It's excellent. You know, because yeah. she wanted a pair because she's seen us have. Because Sunday, uh, me and the boy, you know, we brought the boy to, to his, his uh, class, uh, his ice skating slash hockey class. Mm. And that was his last one. Uh, cause he is, he, there's another full week course, but we're going to, he'll be away two of those weeks. So we're not going to waste the money. Sign Makes him sense. up. Yeah. I'll wait till we get back. Um, <clears throat> so we got home from that and then our little pond in the neighborhood was frozen. So I mm. laced up my new skates and, uh, we went out there, went out there for like Excellent. half an hour. It was nice. You know, other kids were out there playing hockey. People had their little, like chairs down next to the pond, having drinks, you know, it was a nice yeah. little neighborhood thing. Uh, I did not realize, though, um, that if you don't skate and not accustomed to skating, and then you try to skate, uh, your feet feel like they're splitting in two pieces. Uh, and, uh, yeah, especially that night after or whatever, the night of. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It, I put those skates on. I'm like, these feel good. And then the minute I put weight on them and tried to skate, okay. <laughs> I was like, why are my feet uh, feel like they're like – it's going to explode inside these skates. <laughs> like, I'm just like 20 minutes of like agony. And yeah, then all of a like they the skates are holding like, everything together. Yeah. And then finally, after 20 minutes, I'm like, it's either getting better or, or I'm numb from my knees down. It's a little both. <laughs> but I, I've talked to a lot of people and they're like, yeah, if you don't skate regularly and you never skated, then yeah, skates hurt your feet. No, you even if you have muscles neck, that they exist. Even if you have cushioned ones and shit. Oh, yeah. Like your feet still hurt, but you know, whatever, man. I got out there, did a little skating, and now we want to keep skating. And it's like, you know, it snowed out the other day, which is no good, right? Because the snow covers the pond. But mm. then the very next day, it rained and it turned go. everything to slush. There you go. So, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Otherwise, than that, my friend, uh, I got to be honest, I can't, I can't think of one. Thing that has happened that is uh even warrants a story. Hmm. There's some sad shit. No, it just means you're maintaining. You're keeping on, keeping on. Um, it, it, you know, it it was straight up uh like work, right? Mm-hmm. Then I picked the boy up from daycare. We would come home, and now because of the you know the time change and stuff, it's like the time I get home with him, it's dark out. Mm-hmm. And my wife's getting done in the other room with work. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, we sort of have half-assed dinner because my family's broken. And uh, we don't, it is for some reason so hard to all sit together and have dinner. Like it just never works out because it's like, first of all, I'm super picky. I eat like three things, like pizza. I didn't know that about you, burgers. honestly. Yeah, I'm like a, I eat like a 12-year-old boy. I I've never eaten a vegetable in my life. Dude. Uh, I don't eat fruit. What? Uh, never eaten fruit. I don't like fruit, but I eat fruit right. daily. No. No vegetables. Never eaten a vegetable unless you count uh, potatoes. Uh, potatoes, vegetables. Uh, then I, eat I don't count them as a vegetable, but you know what? Potato. By all means. <laughs> it's the Irish vegetable. Vegetable. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Pasta, pasta, frozen pizzas, mm-hmm. and like uh, cereal. That's oh. what that's what I've lived on for forty seven years, and uh, you know, 
So there you go. Yeah. And then my son likes, like he's like me, unfortunately. And I can't even be mad at him because I'd be a hypocrite because that's how I was as a kid. And then, you know, my daughter never wants to eat anything. And then my poor wife wants to be like Gordon Ramsay up there. She just wants to cook all this fancy shit. And, but no one in the house eats anything remotely you know, <laughs> close to what she would want to eat. So I, so then, yeah, we, we be like half-assed through dinner. Unless it's like universal, like, like I said, pasta or chicken or something of that, you know. But then if she makes like chicken alfredo with vegetables, she has to leave like a pot, a pot plain pasta on the side for us. Like, mm-hmm. for, children child you know so it's like yeah and then by then it's time for the kid to go to bed and then i play my game my wife goes does what she does and then uh i go to bed and it starts over again and that that's pretty much routine family life man like my daughter doesn't eat with us uh Mm -hmm. well she does no actually half the time my daughter doesn't eat with us anymore because i get home later like when I used to get out of work by like five thirty and home by six every day, it would work out. But like, and that's part of my story this week. Like that just doesn't happen. So like, my daughter's already eaten, and my wife doesn't get home till eight eight fifteen. So like, again, like we got to feed the kid because the kid's going to bed at nine. Like, <laughs> you know. So I feed her at like six. Yeah. Fucking, if I don't feed the dogs, like, do you know how aggressive a wiener dog and a corgi are about food anyway? And then you don't feed them? Don't feed them. They will take it out on, like, we've got like a, like a, a, a dark wood stained kind of like picnic table for a dining room table, but I'm like not selling it really. It's like a big, it's got wrought iron for like the legs and, and it kind of has like, the the dimensions of a picnic table but think of like old rustic like stained dark stained wood and it's got chairs but one mm-hmm. side is a bench it's you know it's just like a a fa- you know i don't know it's it's like a an artistic thing anyway there's like six chairs plus a bench <laughs> our fucking dogs will start gnawing at the at the oh, wood yeah. like if they're hungry enough like or they'll go outside and try to eat poop which is even worse and so i'm just like fucking That's even worse yeah do now is your family a picky picky eaters or do you guys you seem like you guys would eat whatever like fancy food i ate whatever growing up i don't know about my wife i don't think she liked a lot of things i think she was kind of picky but then at like 16 she said she became overly obsessed um with what she ate both from peer pressure from friends and her mother like Mm -hmm. didn't mean it as a criticism but her mother started paying attention to what she was eating and like the health related to it and like Mm -hmm. commenting on it um, but like not meaning to, you know what I mean? Like it's just a person who doesn't have a filter. And so uh, my wife became just like over obsessed with it. Um, my daughter is very picky. However, we've gotten her to be picky within constraints. So for example, she'll only eat like three different fruit, but she'll be able to pick one a day. And she only eats like two or three vegetables, uh, carrots, broccoli, and something else. But she'll eat them every day if we like ask her to and then like meats she she doesn't people think she's low carb by choice or because we're around us but no she for some reason she's one of these people she loves pepperoni she loves cheese she loves pizza but if you put pepperoni on a pizza she won't eat it yeah like she's one of those people so um so she eats like hot dogs without buns she eats like 
salami and turkey like deli mm-hmm. without buns because she doesn't like bread. But she does like a slice of bread on the side. So like kids even see her at, at school like eating a piece of bread because she asks us to pack it with some sliced turkey, but she won't make yeah. a sandwich. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I I've always been like that. I was that kid when I was little that would like it would be uh like midnight and I'd still be sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she'll mother- eat slow if she's not feeling it. And my mother would give up. Like I'd break her. My mother was fine. Go to bed. <laughs> like like you could have. I just wouldn't eat. So like it's you know. So I've, I've never eaten vegetables. Minimal fruit. Like sometimes I eat a banana or an apple once in a great while. Okay. Uh, Apple's good. Banana's fine. Good in potassium, but it's a lot yeah. in sugar. I wouldn't do it every sure. day, but. Um, and I'm pretty much drinking Mountain Dew and, and Red Bull. <laughs> when it came online uh, every day, you know, since, since you could, uh, sugar cereal, I'll eat a whole box in like two days. Yeah. I'm still going. Um, I'm still skating. <laughs> for the most part. Um, <laughs> I know God bless your metabolism. And every, and every time I go to doctors, I'm, I'm healthy for Good. now. Good. I remember my, my ex-wife, uh, her family was, was of the bigger ilk. Right. Okay. We went on a cruise. And uh, we went on an expedition, and the boat anchored offshore, and said, "Hey, you can swim over to that beach if anybody wants, you know." Mm-hmm. And uh, I dove off and I swam there, and I got on the beach, and I think only like two other people did. And then it was time to go; they blow the whistle, and I had to swim, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm a good swimmer, I swam all the way back. And uh, I remember being at dinner, and I was eating like breadsticks and like, <laughs> you know, whatever. Well, you need to plain. Like Plain to be, pasta. To be clear, yeah. like I eat or I I work out a lot and, yeah. and like when you talk about swimming and stuff like that, like yeah, I I, I you can't go carb free if you're going to do that stuff. So like yeah, mm-hmm. I just eat certain types of things. But yeah, I have a bowl yeah. of cereal every morning. Right. I have fucking bread, like But I, I probably swam, you know, it was probably like a quarter of a mile, maybe more, and then back. Uh huh. You know, without even, you know, Breathing heavy, no, and then I just remember your at, bread sticks, boy. And I just remember being at dinner, and then they all were making fun of me for like how I eat. And I was like, I didn't see one of you fat fucks get off that boat. But so I said, let me tell you something: when any one of you double lads can make it to that beach and back, then come back at me. All right, right. How about you guys? Eat what I'm eating? How about that? <laughs> but we switch it up. Instead of making fun of what I'm eating, maybe you should take a cue because I was the only one that could even get over the rail and. So, so I have to ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, the, you just made me think of this. Do you eat Chipotle? No. <laughs> what is that? Is that Why'd you get like- defensive? Well, you got quiet. That's as quiet as you get. Like, <laughs> what, is what is it? Ain't that like the, the fast food Mexican? Yeah. Place? Yeah. But it just, it made me think. I was like, God, like, what does trees well, get it, at Chipotle? It, 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 <laughs> Because it, it offended me because I just got done telling you I eat plain pasta and toast. And then you had to throw the, the raw pasta. <laughs> well, no. Let me make something very clear. First of I all. I do. Well, here's, here's, here's the funny thing. I do go to uh, 
Mexican restaurants and stuff. Oh yeah, I was asking specifically about Chipotle, so I'm sorry about no, that. I never and that is I not Mexican, family. for the record. No, that is family. that is white America. But uh, yeah, my, uh, I tell my wife whenever she wants to go out to dinner, anniversary day, she gets all bummed because she went, and I go, go, I go. No matter where we go, I'll find There's something. There's a burger to eat. on a menu. It's always because I also eat meat, so I mean, I eat a steak and shit sure. like that, or, or chicken breasts and shit. I just yeah. don't like. Like, if you're going to dump some fucking mushroom sauce on top of it, <laughs> eat that shit in the back. You don't like steak, Diane? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the one thing I don't like. And it's like, like, if I go to a restaurant and get a burger, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll get extra cheese. So I'll be like, throw some extra provolone on that bitch with some extra Swiss. Right. But I'll say, uh, just the cheese, though. No lettuce, no tomatoes. See, see how it looks in that picture? I don't want none of that so- shit. <laughs> don't even put the pickle on the plate. Because I don't want pickle juice leaking into Touching my bun, your bun, yep. my fries, and, and getting all pickly nasty, <laughs> right? So my wife and my wife is like, "Oh my god!" No, no, no. So I'm gonna I'm gonna back you on this. First of all, yeah, I forced myself to learn to eat everything, and mm. the only thing that never made it was celery and mayonnaise. Fuck those both; they can die in a fire. But everything else, I will. I can't think of anything else I won't eat. And yes, before you ask, anchovies, yes. Sardines, yes. I will eat lots of shit that people won't eat. But um, trees growing up, no, that salad better not have any dressing. Don't don't salt and pepper it. No, that's that's a sin. Um, don't, don't put any sauces on that burger. Don't put any condiments on that burger. Uh, the, the term is meat and bread and cheese. And my daughter's like that. And I was like that growing up. Meat, bread, cheese. That's the three things that are in a burger. I have a texture issue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My thing's like a texture thing. So if I make something, I like I need to see what's going into it. Because if I'm eating spaghetti sauce or something and I crunch into something, whether it's a <laughs> bit of onion, meal yeah. is over. Meal, <laughs> meal is over. Is over. The stuff in my mouth won't even make it down the gullet. I'll just be like, <laughs> my wife done. was my face. Like, are you all right? I've been into something. You do that so thing like, where you put your hand over your mouth and then you act like you're chewing, but you're spitting it out the side. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're like, um, so my family loves when I make like um, lasagna. Okay. I, I make this lasagna, but you know, I buy the canned sauce mm-hmm. that's like, in you know the, the can, not the jar, but the can sauce that's yeah. smooth. Like there's not yeah. you're supposed to add your shit to it. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's the point of that is it's nothing in it. Yeah, like tomato sauce it. or tomato paste, either one. Yeah. But, so I get the tomato sauce and, and I'll put like I'll put some uh like Parmesan cheese in it and yeah. some garlic powder and some pepper. Yeah. And that's it. And and then my my daughter loves it because she knows there's nothing in it. There's no right. chunks. You're not gonna like chomp so into something. I, so I use that sauce and I make like lasagna and I use cheeses and stuff. And she sees me that there's nothing in it. So the kids, so I cook great for kids because I eat just like them. And kids, That's kids have that perfect. thing too, is they don't like bits and chunks. You know what I mean? And I, right. I never, I never grew away from that. My poor wife, my poor wife, but you know, <laughs> she's, re- she just really wants to like let her inner chef go Radish crazy. Rosettes. <laughs> She was so happy when she was getting Hello Fresh for a while, but that shit didn't fly. <laughs> I don't know what's in there. What are you making? Of yeah, she stuff? she needs to hang with the Rojas tribe. We you can take Autumn. We'll get your oh, wife because yeah. uh, we made. Uh, what did I make today? I made uh, 
seared, then braised pork chops with a maple bacon um, mm. simmer on top. Uh, mm-hmm. Did some uh, gorgonzola cheese and bacon bit uh, roasted uh, Brussels sprouts in the oven oh. with some uh, olive oil on top. And then some zucchini um, mastacholi with oh. a uh, vegan uh, cheese sauce. I'm pretty sure it had no cheese in it because it was a vegan cheese sauce. Um, very healthy, mostly vegetables. The meat stuff you, you talked about sounded like tasty. Like I yeah. taste that. Yeah, you probably hit I, that. Uh, that was a bone-in pork chop. Yeah. I, I confuse my wife so much because I'll watch the Food Network all day long. <laughs> sure. I watch Chopped and I used to love like – you know, all those shows, you know what I mean? Iron like, Chef and all that stuff, yeah. That shit. And oh, like, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives? Are you kidding me? Yeah, Guy Fieri's my yeah. boy. Like, I love all it. And uh, she's like, why do you you watch all this shit all day? <laughs> and she goes, but you would never eat any of it. Yeah, so? Like, yeah. I go, I don't know. Something about it. It looked, I Trust me. I wish my, my taste buds weren't busted. There's definitely something wrong. I am not tasting stuff like other people taste shit. There's something broken. And uh, I even looked it up before, like, for real, for real. Like, is there people out there that don't taste the same? And there is conditions, like, fucking, you know, for picky eaters. Like, there's our reason, like, there's, like, picky eater communities and shit I've looked into. I've gone deep. (laughs) I do think it is just, like, built into a lot of people, though. Like, it's too widespread to not just be a naturally occurring thing. Why can't people just accept that some people only like to eat a handful of things? My my older brother was like a garbage disposal. He was like a fucking billy goat. Like he was like <laughs> anything. Goat. If you didn't stop him, you'd eat the fucking plate. You know what I mean? You're like, Jesus. <laughs> and like and I was the one sitting there with a plate full of food, like just crying, like I don't want to eat. <laughs> and, you know, and I don't get it. Yeah. But I wish it's, I'm jealous, dude. I I see people like I watch those shows, and you know when the judges are eating mm-hmm. and they put a little bit of everything on one <laughs> Yeah. Plate. And I'm like, look at these fucking devils. Like, who does that? <laughs> oh, I can do that. My wife yeah. can't do that. My wife can't have the they, sauces touch sometimes, but they, I can. And they act, they act like they're tasting every bit. Like, right. Mm, mm, mm. And I'm like, I don't, that ain't happening for me. I'm gagging. Like, I, I'm having different reflexes. I mean, you know? here's, here's what I will tell you. Like, as somebody who used to get plain all the time, yeah, yeah. It, it, it rocks that for the most part at a burger joint, other than those heathens at Burger King, which is, of course, my favorite burger joint, like, that's fast food. Um, yeah. Most places don't put mayonnaise on burgers. They put much mustard and or ketchup. And so, right. or even, like, even though it, I know there's mayo in it, like a like a, a chipotle aioli or a garlic aioli, like uh, I can let that go, and I'm well aware that that's garlic mayo. But somehow, when it, they call it aioli, they use less of it. Maybe it's more expensive. I don't know, but it's not like drowned in it. Whereas you get a motherfucker at, Wa- at Burger King who who really likes mayo, he'll drown a fucking Whopper. Like you won't, you might not have as much meat and bun as you do mayo and so that i can't stand but other than that like yeah. yes there is something awesome about never having to worry about what's on your sandwich or burger ever again yeah. like like again from a convenience standpoint that's good because i remember when my wife <laughs> all right you aren't gonna find this as funny as i just did and people are gonna wonder why i found this funny but I had a really rough day at work one day uh, while I was working in the ED. 
when my wife and I were early dating, we were like just moved in together, first singles apartment. And I went to Burger King and I said, uh, can I get uh, two Whoppers? Because like I didn't eat fries. I, it's mm-hmm. not that I don't like fries. I just wasn't in the mood. Sometimes I'll just get two sandwiches. Um, so I got two Whoppers and I said, just make that shit plain, like meat and bread and cheese. I don't want anything else on it. And I definitely don't want mayo. And he goes, okay. And um, he, uh, I, I went through, got the burgers, checked them. There was mayo on them. And they were like full Whoppers. So I went back through and I said, hey, guy, like they both have mayo on them. And he goes, oh, yeah, I thought you said you wanted mayo. I said, no, I said meat and bread and cheese, nothing else. I said, but especially no mayo. Like I can tolerate if you put other stuff on there, but if you put mayo on there, I can't eat it. Like I just can't eat it. And he goes, okay. And I said, so just make them plain, two plain Whoppers with cheese. And so when I went back through, he's like, there you go, man. And he goes, I'm sorry about that. He goes, two plain Whoppers with cheese right there. And I said, thank you. I got home. I opened up the bag, whether it was intentional or not, don't know, don't care. I had had a rough day, like 14 hours. I was exhausted. I had gone through, dealt with that shithead, and I just wanted to eat two Whoppers and go to bed. I open up my sandwich, and they're just full-blown Whoppers with all toppings plus mayo on there. Worst. And so help me God, I just hurled the Whopper at the fridge. And it just smacked against yeah. the fridge and mayo went everywhere. And my wife was not expecting that. She was my girlfriend at the time. She was, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's that will ruin my day. Because uh, if I go through a drive-thru, like I have to stop and check all my food. Because if I'm driving... Well, normally I do, but I didn't check it the second time because he seemed to make yeah. it very clear. Lesson yeah. learned. I've never made that mistake again, but... Yeah, I mean, I th- just recently, it's it's happened. Because it happens once in a while. and uh, It's yeah, happening I was more driving. now, let's face it. Yeah. It's a yeah, rough time I, for everybody. I was driving and uh, on my way home from work, and I picked up some Wendy's. Mm-hmm. And uh, I say ketchup only, you know. Okay. And they did not. <laughs> of course. And I reached in the bag... And my poor wife, uh, she came very close to getting a call from uh, from the authorities that night saying that they found me in a ditch <laughs> in a tree because I took a bite. And when I bit into it, I almost, I almost swerved off the goddamn road and killed myself. Like that, I was like, ooh, sorry, it man. ruins everything. It ruins my night. So Yeah, yeah it will. It, it will, because yeah. then I was stuck there, still tired, and now I've got to come up with a new plan and buy our apartment that we lived in. I still remember it. In Leewood at 135th and State Line, Kansas City rocks. Anyway, um, but like, <laughs> but like, all that was there was that uh, Burger King and the fucking Wendy's that closed too early, which I knew was closed. And so I think what I ended up doing... No, um... I either went to McDonald's and I, do, I know everybody loves McDonald's. I, I I'm fine with it, but I didn't love it. Or I went to a bar and this was rare, especially in my twenties. I didn't drink. I just got a burger quick, but I don't think I would have done that when I was that tired. Like I would have fallen asleep while I was waiting for the fucking burger. So I don't think I went to a bar. I do think I just went to McDonald's and I was just like, yo, give me the two cheeseburger meal plane. Like, and again, that was back when I was way pickier. Right. Nowadays, I would have just been like two cheeseburgers, 
since you guys don't keep mayo and I know that special sauce is reserved for only the Big Macs, like there's nothing you can put on there that I'm not going to like. Like, just fuck it. <laughs> but... <sighs> All right. Well, I've done a couple of things. Okay, let's hear it. Nothing crazy, but um, so trees for me, um, I got to tell you, as I'm getting older, you know, I'm 39 now. Uh, I'm older. I'm not like feeling old in any stretch. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I'm lethargic or anything like that. I'm just older. And um, my wife and kids and job, and especially that fucking Corgi who is equal as, <laughs> is, as adorable as he is annoying because um, yeah, yeah. he's a four-month-old, um, like just whittling away at the life, you know? Um, but I have become convinced that stress literally causes people to live shorter lives and we are high strung individuals in my family. And so I'm trying to find ways to Mm de-stress. So I don't know what it was, but I woke up on Sunday. It had rained all day Saturday. So we had had a rain day. My wife worked all weekend. Um, I like football as a sport, but I don't get into sports per se. But even I know that the Pro Bowl is a fucking waste of time. So I had no interest in seeing that. Um, There was like a cold snap in the air. Like it was 25 degrees out and it was windy. And even the Corgi, who's got a decent amount of fat and like fur on him, like went outside and the wind would pick up and kind of move him a couple inches. And he'd be like, what the hell? Like he wasn't feeling a walk. Neither was the other dog. And I was like, there's just nothing to do. We just got to lay low. And I went to my daughter, you know, and she's almost 10. So you go like, hey, do you want to spend time with me? No. (laughs) Right. And we're at like, you know, especially with COVID, like they're connected. And now like all of her friends, she's a gamer. She's gaming with her friends. Like I can't criticize. Um, And again, there is a parent out there that would stop it. Right. That would say, no, this is too much you know, let's go outside, let's do a bunch of stuff. And again, we're active. We go on walks and and we go to the gym and stuff like that. But like, yeah, like I'm not going to sit there and like for the other 10 hours we're up, be like, you have to find a way to entertain yourself that doesn't involve video games. Like I'm just not that person because I do it. But um, but anyway, so she didn't want to spend any time with me. So trees, I decided to go up to the liquor store. Oh no. Got a 40 of Mickey's. What? Yes, I did. Oh, no. Came home and watched my 4K copy of The Fast and the Furious, the original movie. Original Fast Furious. I have not seen that movie since probably whenever it came out on DVD. (laughs) Nice. And I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. Let me tell you something. First of all, I know I'm getting older because... The movie ended and the 40 wasn't, ha- was like less than half, <laughs> like just around half gone, right? Like I only got around 20 ounces in a two hour movie, <laughs> right? And I was quite buzzed. So, like, I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, I like that. <laughs> right? Um, and, uh, and both the dogs got settled during the movie. Like, and it was great to watch because, again, the 4K's got the surround sound and, and the DTSX and all this stuff. And so there's a scene where, like, uh, uh, motor, you know, where Johnny Tran drives in a motorcycle around uh, a car and, like, unloads his, uh, his little SMG. Right. So the bullet fire's coming from all directions, and the Corgi lost his frickin' mind because he had never heard that before. He didn't know what was going on. He was barking at speakers. It was fantastic. <laughs> and that movie is way better than I remember. 
And I forgot that they make so many jokes about Paul Walker basically being a Barbie doll in that movie. Oh, yeah. um, there are so many jokes, so many unintentional jokes. And like just watching those movies, like, and I know this is true of like all of them. And I know the back half of the movies become heist films, which I haven't seen. I'm going to get to them. I've seen one through four and I've seen Hobbs and Shaw and I'm like the only person in the universe who liked Hobbs and Shaw. But I digress. But watching that original movie, like, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and everyone's so attractive in that movie. Like, <laughs> fucking Michelle Rodriguez comes out, and I'm like, God, I know you're into girls, but, like, I don't care. Like, yeah. you look amazing. And Mia is, I forget that actress's name, but she is, of course, drop-dead gorgeous. You know, and Paul Walker, again, Barbie doll. Even fucking Buffalo Bill, who's his, his detective. I'm like, you know... For all the washed up in his fifties detectives in in the LAPD, like you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, like I was just like enamored with that film. That I needed that. That was a great film. I had a blast. I I don't remember the first, the very first, the beginning, yeah. beginning movies. Yeah, because they were just like whatever's to me. And then I really like Tokyo Drift. <laughs> oh yeah, why. that's the one. Yeah, yeah really, it was so goofy. And I just like the cars and I like the mm-hmm. setting. And I dug it. And then I, then that's when they become started becoming like uh, superhero cartoonish movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then I sort of like started paying attention to them here and there. But then I fell off of them. I even went to the theaters to see one of them, number six. I can't remember. The one where they jumped uh, Lamborghinis between buildings. In, uh, see, I won't know. Um, I've, I've not seen five through eight. I can't wait. Uh, They're all heist films, I'm told, with like ridiculous stunts. Just dumb. But, Dumb uh, stunts, what you mean? <laughs> sure, sure. Well, like uh, for for comparison, in the first movie, like you mm-hmm. know, if you if you don't recall, and I'm betting you don't, because you just said you didn't, um, the whole movie is based around an undercover cop trying to figure out who in the racing circuit is ripping off an electronics company to steal DVD players, which, whoa, <laughs> boy, does that date this movie when you can make a million dollars off of a semi-truck full of DVD players because I think they're auctioning off like half a dozen semi-trucks of DVD players on eBay now for like 82 bucks. You can um, go, to dump, go to a dump. Right? Probably a bunch of DVD players. Probably a bunch of Blu-ray players. Oh, I'm sure. Out. I'm sure. But uh, I have a Blu-ray player in my closet somewhere. But I, I have two. Uh, but they, uh, they've they got those those slicked out black uh, Honda Civics. And I always thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Like somebody who like decks out $60,000 in Honda Civics to help do like, you know, um, uh, theft. But my wife like called it out like the moment like we were together when uh, no, actually, I think that movie came out before we got together. We started dating in 2005, January 2005. We knew each other in 04. I think this movie predates that. But when we watch that movie together, she goes, of course it's Honda Civics. If you think of every car, the most common car on the road in the United States, like on American streets, especially with teenagers in them, it's going to be a Honda Civic. Like, that makes sense. And that might have changed nowadays, but like back in 2001 or whatever, that was totally it true. Was the most carjacked car. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So tuning them up. <laughs> but there is a stunt where they, I mean, obviously there's the stunt that I don't even think is real where they jump the train tracks right as the train's coming, which if that was real sweet, it looked cool. But the other one is um, when Michelle Rodriguez has to uh, uh, take care of, or like help out Dom when they're doing one of the heists, she uh, lines herself up and 
skids under the semi truck. Like she, you know, does the Clark Griswold thing, but like actually just flies through it at high speed. And like, that was really dope. Like, you know, a stunt driver had to do that. So, um, whereas the Griswold thing, I don't think that was really happening. I think they rigged it so that like the, you know, it just looked like the, you know, you know what I mean? Like they rigged the car so that it wasn't actually driving. Whereas that one, you know, a live stunt person actually drove underneath that semi truck and you F that up and you die. Um, but, uh, anyway, it was a lot of fun. It was a hell of a way to finish a, uh, a Sunday afternoon. And then, uh, and then just spent like the next two hours like playing games and sobering up. <laughs> but uh, got some Chinese food for dinner too. It was good. Um, but, uh, that's the other thing I forgot about the first Fast and the Furious movie. I don't know if this is true in the other ones. Um, they eat so much. <laughs> oh my God. I told my wife, I was like, in the first hour, I've seen a sandwich joint, a burger joint, a barbecue, and a Chinese restaurant. I was like, there is too much food in this movie. <laughs> I'm so hungry. So, but um, so that was Sunday. Uh, and then yesterday, uh, I don't know if I've talked about this, but my cell phone is a Google Pixel 3. Um, oh. Yeah, Google You'd Pixel like- 3A, should I say. Uh, not the three. The three is actually more expensive and a little fancier under the hood. The three no A. No joking around. But do you like that phone? Uh, I did. Uh, I don't need more. I don't recommend that phone, and I'll tell you why right now. So, um, I buy phones outright, and I buy them unlocked so that you can take them to any carrier. Um, and the way you do that is you buy them either off of Amazon or I prefer Best Buy. I like to just roll in there, buy a phone and you literally just buy a phone. You literally walk in there and go, can I get an unlocked pixel three a, and they were like 300 bucks and they just sell you a phone for 300 bucks. And then you just roll into any carrier and you're like, put this, put my phone on this. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. Um, and I like buying them unlocked because I can take them to any carrier, which I've never left my carrier. My wife is in love with Sprint. And even when they merged with T-Mobile, I thought that would be the breaking point. Nope. No Verizon for me. So, um, anyway, but I always had it unlocked just in case. Um, and, uh, I also like that they don't do all that bloatware, all that software that naturally gets downloaded based off of your carrier. Like none of that's in those unlocked phones. Um, the downside to unlocked phones is like simple things like your voicemail app doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to download a voicemail app and keep authenticating it every month with your carrier and stuff. It is kind of a pain in the ass. And a lot of things that just naturally work don't on an unlocked phone and you have to like set them up manually and you have to occasionally like reprogram them and stuff. So they can also be a pain in the ass. Um, okay. Bought the Pixel 3 uh, about a year and a half ago. And on day two, the charge port stopped working. Uh, so they use a USB-C charger yeah. that you get with it. It's basically a USB-C cable that hooks up to a charger and it charges the phone quick. The phone has a long battery life and it'll charge. Like I, I couldn't drain it in a day and it'll charge back up in an hour. Um, if it's using its fast charger, the downside to it was it's a very finicky thing. A lot of stuff with Google as somebody who has a Google fiber as well. And a Google home, like everything with Google is kind of finicky. It's kind of particular. Mm-hmm. And so if you would plug any other USB-C charger into my phone, it would, it would reject it. And my brother-in-law has a three a as well. And he has the same problem. If we plug into our own, any Google charger, it likes it. But if we plug into anything else, like my wife's Samsung S10 Galaxy, which is the same cord, 
The Galaxy doesn't give a fuck what charger it's hooked up to. That S10 loves my Google's charger. But if you do it the other way around, my Google charger is just like, "Mm -mm, what is this? Is there something plugged into me? I don't even know. Um, Doesn't do anything. It also does not have the wireless charging, which is like where you lay it on a plate and it charges it. Which my wife likes because on her previous phone, not on her current phone, which is an S10, on her previous phone, an S7, the charging port went after like two years. And so she just bought a plate and she could just put it on the plate and it would still charge. So she didn't have to worry about the charging port going, which is one of the most common problems with the phone. So when my charging port went, I was like, God damn it. And I just set up the phone. You know what I mean? Like I set up everything and I I use two-factor authentication for everything. So I have a Google... um, uh, 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 a Google authenticator with a bunch of accounts on there, you know, like everything from like my steam account to like my Xbox, my PlayStation, all the two factor authentications. They're all on that authenticator. And so you set the whole thing up and then it wouldn't charge. And you know, you start to panic cause you're like, well, my authenticator is how I log into everything. And so if that dies, I'm fucked. Plus nobody can contact me. And so um, I, I went to Best Buy and they were like, no, if you buy an unlocked phone, you have to take it up with the manufacturer. Luckily that was Google. So I called Google, got through pretty quick and they were like within five minutes trees. They were like, okay, go to this store up the street from you. They'll repair it for free. Mm. And they did like, they just flat out repaired it for free, but they warned me they had to wipe the phone. So I had to do the thing where I had to set up one of my old phones, set it up while they, while they fixed it. It only took them like three hours. And I had to move all the authenticator shit over because they were going to wipe it. If you have an authenticator set up and you don't move it to a new device first, you really kind of fuck yourself. Like, if you don't have those backup codes and stuff, you are really fucked. And so, did all the backing up. That took three hours. Then they called me right after I finished backing it up and uh, said everything was ready. So, I go get the new phone, set it up again. It was a big pain in the ass. So, here we go. It's about, like, 15 months old. All of a sudden, the other day, I go to plug it in. Doesn't read a charge. Doesn't realize there's a charger plugged into it. Could not get it to charge. Luckily, the phone has a decent battery life. I was able to ride it two days, right? If I was careful and I didn't do stuff. Um, So that night, I went to bed. The next day, I woke up, which was... So Monday night was, I think, when I was trying to charge it. Woke up Tuesday, yesterday, yes, and uh, rode through the day at work. Luckily, I can connect to Wi-Fi and stuff like that and didn't use Bluetooth. And uh, was like, after work, I got to go get this done. And so I called the uh, repair place that fixed my phone before. It's not in warranty anymore. And they were like, yeah, it'll cost like 125 bucks to fix that charge port. He goes, it might be dirty or something. If it's dirty, we can just clean it out for 25 bucks and, and you're good. And he goes, but we do have to wipe the phone if we have to fix it. I was like, God, I don't want to go through that again. Why do they keep wiping your phone to fix it? They have to wipe your phone to fix it. Like, I guess it's just a rule of, like, repair places. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, and you know what? I screwed up my joke. So the joke I was going to tell you was, hey, Trees, <laughs> yeah. this week I spent $500 on something. It's really mm-hmm. beautiful. It's top of the line, and it gets 120 hertz. And I was hoping you would think it was a PlayStation 5, which I didn't mm-hmm. even – I I'm – for the record, just for everyone out there, the PlayStation 5 is riddled with drama. And again, I think we've talked about this. The Series X, same thing. Like, I don't even care anymore. I'm not even trying. Fuck this. And I keep hearing stories about various people's 
PlayStation 5s and Series Xs that aren't working properly. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this game. Like, whatever. I'm content for now. And I have a Series X, but even if I didn't, like you, Trees, mm. I would just be content with what I've got. Like, and just roll with it. Um, mm. But, uh, but yeah, so I, uh, I went and uh, bought another phone. Um, yeah. Uh, this time I went with the Samsung because I wanted wireless charging. And even the Pixel 4a, which I was willing to get... Mm-hmm. doesn't have wireless charging. It's just something Google's not interested in putting in its phones. And if you look online, which I did yesterday and do extensive research, guess what the number one thing that goes bad on all of Google's phones is? It's that fucking charge port. It's been a problem since the Pixel 2. Really? Yeah. Yeah, my, I, have a, I have an S8. I have a uh, Galaxy S8. Okay. And my wife just got a new 10 or whatever. And... uh the newest one my, is the S21, actually. Oh, that's right, the 21. Well, yeah. she's got whatever the 10 is, right? And uh, okay. my charging port on, on my S8 is almost gone. Like, I have to wiggle the cord around. Mm-hmm. I have to balance it just right to get it to charge. But Pain your S8 end. should have wireless, so you could buy a plate we for, do. like, 45 we bucks. Do have we, have, okay. we have plates in the house here and there that Good. we we'll drop yeah. them on. We do, too. But when yeah. I'm in my, like, car, like, I have a a cord like mm-hmm. I'm on break and stuff, but it barely charges. So it's like, ugh. my Camaro what, actually it, has a uh, rapid charge plate, believe it or not, I, in it. <laughs> I have a uh, brick. I bought a, a Nintendo Switch like mm. charger, and uh, I don't know if it's branded Nintendo. I think it might be some other company, but it's a big brick and it's a it's a C. And that fucking thing, my you know, I use it to charge my Switch if it's like my Switch is up in my room. If mm-hmm. not, it goes. Um, or my phone. Like at night, I play them. It will charge my phone from dead. It will charge it like an hour. <laughs> like go. it's like yeah. crazy. But um, the reason I asked you about your the Pixel is just because I was hearing very good things about the Pixel Five that's coming out. Or okay, is that it? The no, Pixel no. 4 is what's out now, but I'm sure a Pixel 5 is on the way. Maybe it's the Pixel 4 5G. I don't know. It, but... No, it's Pixel 5. I like okay. actual. Pixel 5. Like, I've seen reviews with it already. So, so the phones themselves are really cool. I do like the way Google does it. Everything's up to speed. Everything, like, just works. You get the newest version of Android early on, uh, which can be a blessing and a curse. When they fix battery life, you get ridiculous amounts of charge. That's one thing I will say, is that, like, the charge is way... Like, I never worried about my Pixel battery dying. If your Pixel's battery's dying, I know my brother-in-law struggles with it. I'm like, motherfucker, you are on your phone too much then. Like, I'm on my phone too much. Way too much. And I have podcasts playing out of that thing, either on the speaker or Bluetooth, all the time. It never drains. Not the case with most other phones. And so, um... Pixel's cool, but I just did not want to deal with that charge port. Now, here's the other thing I will say, though. If you don't take three hours to, like, bring back authenticator shit, I do so much privacy stuff and, like, protection to make sure, like, things don't screw up. Plus, I've got my work stuff on there, like a pager and, like, teams and all that stuff, which requires special sub-accounts and all this stuff that's set up by my work. If it wasn't such a pain in the ass to change phones... I probably would have stuck with the Google family, even with the charge port problem. Honestly. So I'm looking at the Pixel 5 now. Uh-huh. It says power up without a plug. It charges wirelessly and Fuck. shares battery life. So you can put like the little headphones on the back of it. Uh-huh. And it'll charge your headphones. So it must well, have fixed that. I must have overlooked that. Uh, wait, 
Is that available for T-Mobile? That might be the only other thing is sometimes Google, like the Pixel 2 was only with Verizon. Oh, now here's a question. Yeah. Right. It says the ultimate 5G Google phone. So what the fuck does that mean? Like 5G? Does Verizon even have 5G? Yep. Verizon does. T-Mobile and Verizon have 5G, so you're safe there. You pay for it though. Oh, it's extra. It's not the same. You don't have to use it, but yes, you pay for it if you use it. What the fuck? Like you have to pay to upgrade your account. Oh, here we go. It's uh, choose your carrier: Verizon, Google Fi, or Unlocked. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, you can't Pixel Five. Yeah. So it's a Verizon thing. Yeah. For right now. Uh, It's seven hundred bucks, though. That's not a bad price. And again, you can do the monthly stuff, but I'm just talking about retail price. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, so what I went with was um, right now the S, the Samsung Galaxy S21 is out. Because remember, they went to the S10. That was when my wife got in. That's when I bought my Pixel 3. And then they went to the S20 because it was 2020. And now it's the S21, which just came out. So they're clearancing out the S20s. So I uh, looked around, looked it up, went to Best Buy, uh, looked up Best Buy. Uh, they had the cheapest price, went in there for 450 bucks, got me a, uh, um, got me an S20 um, on Verizon. Just good to go. Just get it taken care of. And it's got Wi-Fi charging and everything. Um, it also does support 120 frames a second. <laughs> Not that it fucking matters, but it does support it. And it's got an OLED screen, so it is gorgeous. I'll give it that. Samsung knows the aesthetics. Uh, it's a little iPhone-y for me, but it's fine. It is what it is. But I got everything set up, which is all I care about, the authenticator and all that stuff. So, um, But yeah. Yeah, I could, with the wireless charging, had I known, yeah, I could probably could have gone for a Pixel 5. Although it's hard to argue with, I paid 300 bucks for the Pixel 3. I paid 450 for this one. Like 800, 700 or 800 or whatever I said the price was. That's significantly higher. It's not that I won't pay that. It's just that, mm, like my wife bought her S10 brand new. And I think we paid 900 cash for it. Like it was not cheap. And I understand people want to pay those monthly things. I'm not criticizing that. It's just what we do. We just buy our phones. Right. But, um, but yeah, so uh, it's kind of new to tell with the Samsung, but I just made it set up just like mine. It's beautiful and it's bigger. And uh, of course, there's no fucking cases in any stores. So Amazon had my case and I paid extra for high-speed shipping, but they can't get it here fast enough. But yeah, so I spent most of yesterday... Uh, uh, watching Groundhog Day and setting up my fucking phone. Um, <laughs> Good times. I will yeah. say my uh, my daughter got a uh, iPad for Christmas, mm-hmm. and I will say like, um, and when she got she got a new iPhone for her birthday, I want to say, and I will say like Apple's very nice nowadays, like transferring your shit over. Mm-hmm. Literally, just goes. You know, you know when you turn on an Apple product, it says hello to you in like five, ten different languages. Sure. And then all of a sudden, it just like goes, "Hey, we found your phone nearby. Do you just want to transfer shit over?" And you go, "Yeah." And then it just oh, Google did that too. Google was like, yeah. "Do you want to just? Do you want you?" It was like we backed up your Pixel Three um, 
you know, four hours ago, do you want to just import everything? And I said, sure. And it goes, okay, do you want to connect it with a cord? But I didn't want to do that because my Pixel's charge port was fucking borked. Um, so I said, no, I'll do it through download. So I, it took me a little longer. It took me like an hour to download oh, everything no. because it had to download three gigs. Um, yeah. I don't know. This just it just said put your phone near this phone. Okay, then it's it's the same concept. It's just wireless. There's a little, there's um, a little sync symbol going across, and then the same thing with her iPad. Like it found her phone. It was sure. like, do you want to sync these? Yeah, <laughs> but the authenticator just, won't sync. That's the part that's a big pain in the ass. And my fucking work stuff, my my uh, push mobile like uh, duo stuff, and my Intune and my uh, all that shit. That's the big pain in the ass. That's what took a long time. That's what was annoying. But yeah, nowadays moving phones, if you don't have a bunch of like two-factor authentication, which shame on you, you should to make sure people don't steal your shit. Um, And if you don't have work stuff, yeah, I could have probably swapped phones in an hour. And frankly, it was so easy because of the backup. I probably would have just paid the 125 bucks, wiped the phone, fixed the charge port and re-downloaded everything. You know what I mean? Because they're replacing the charge port. Uh So, but... Again, this was this was more for I just needed Wi-Fi charging. I didn't want to have to deal with this again. Um, but yeah, and then um, I don't know. Last but not least, uh, I uh, I was having some fun with uh, some GameStop shenanigans. Because um, mm-hmm. remember, I re it? I re-upped my pro thing. Well, their uh, system must not be great because it was hilarious. I got like an email that was like on the thirty or on February first, like on the thirty first, right before midnight. They were like, "Hey, your pro stuff is expiring. You sure you don't want to renew?" And I was like, "I fucking renewed." And then they were like, "Oh, your pro membership expired." And then like it, this was all within like two hours. And then they were like, "Oh, your pro membership is back on. Thanks for renewing a year." And then they were like, "Oh, and here's your five dollars certificate for February." And I was like. You got to figure this shit out, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm getting a bunch of mixed messages at two in the morning on February 1st. What the fuck? <laughs> All right, leave them alone. Yeah, I mean, their stocks were 350 bucks. What am I doing? Um, yeah. But, sure, uh, sure. but back yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. What people don't realize is the person who gets fucked out of this whole thing is GameStop. GameStop, uh, can you make- And more importantly, company- their employees. Um, Can you imagine the owners of the GameStop getting that phone call last week in the middle of the night? Like, what's happening? (laughs) Well, the problem is they're on the hook for doling out that money if everyone sells. Mm -hmm. And they're not worth that. But anyway... but uh, I did uh, did hit up some some sales and got a couple more deals. Uh, I got that... uh, Hold on. Uh, Little Hope. You know, the... uh, the Man of yeah, Medan yeah. and and Until Dawn and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Hope went on sale for fifteen bucks on GameFly used, and GameFly. so was Mafia Remastered. And I gotta give GameFly credit. So they've always been like they've been shitty rental services, but they've been great places to buy used games from. Yeah, I used to buy a lot of games from them yeah. back when I had GameFly. Well, you can just now buy from them when they do random sales. So. I bought both of those games for 15 bucks a piece, so 30 bucks total. Got free shipping. They sent me discs that looked like they were never even rented. Because of COVID, they probably did struggle to rent out these things and those who got it probably tra- treated it great because like you're not putting the disc in and out anymore. You're just putting it in once to install it. 
Um, but, uh, and the cases were pristine. They even had the Xbox seals on them still. Like somebody could just cut it with a thing. And of course, all the inserts and everything are in there. Like, it's amazing. Here's a question. Are you... Are you still an active member of Gamefly, or no. can you just go on their website and buy shit? Yeah, I just went on their website and bought shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was actually looking at their website like last week or something, because it, it popped up or something. I'm like, I was almost tempted to like um, sign back up. I don't know why, because uh, I, I, I had Gamefly for years. I wouldn't and, recommend uh, that. I got a free membership like six months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I asked for three games that had come out within like the the month. Hmm. And they just sat in the queue. Like, well, they, they never sent me anything. It, it, remember my easy mode days. Uh, I always get what I asked for because I was always getting, like, you know, Titanic 2 for the Wii. Sure. And, uh, you know, I always, I always use Gamefly as, like... <laughs> well, the but they cleared the out their weird shit, so the selection's Ow. not that great anymore. Ooh. Yeah, they got rid of Ooh. all their PSP UMDs. Their whole I Wii U collection's gone. I used to when the Wii. I had that during during uh, the Wii era too, GameFly, yeah. and I used to rent some fucked up Wii games, yeah. man. Just some weird Japanese RPGs, like that you never heard of. Like just threw them out on the Wii. Yep, <laughs> Operation Rainfall, baby. That's crazy shit. I used but, to love uh, it. But yeah, so uh, no, GameFly is just where uh, you can just. I have my account from when I used to have a membership from right, like right. a decade ago. Yeah, and you just log in with that account and you just buy shit instead. All you do is when you first log in, they ask you, do you want to renew your membership? And you say no, and then you just buy shit. Um, I want to see if my login still works. You can check it, but like the, right it's now. crazy. Like even with Final Fantasy VII and Mafia, there's like slip covers, and they sent me the <laughs> fucking slip cover too. Nice. It's literally like you bought a store-bought thing and you let someone cut it open and watch it once and then you got it. Like, I have to say, I am continued to be impressed with Gamefly's quality. <laughs> and Mafia Ugh. Remastered, I don't know if you know, Mafia 2 and 3 Remastered are jokes. They were even free upgrades on my Steam account. But the PC version and the console versions are all great like versions of that game, whether or not you like the game is completely up to you. Um, and I've never played the original mafia, but I loved two and three played all the DLC and everything. And so I wanted to play one and I have it on Xbox, but this remaster apparently was a big technological showpiece. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll play this version. And, um, on PC, it's just never cheap. Like it's never gone below like 40 bucks. And so I was like, eh, I don't want to pay that for it. Like, I, I don't even know when I'm going to get to it. So 15 was the right price point for me. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I was like, all right, I'll jump at 15 bucks. <laughs> so, but I, I, I now am, am not without plenty of games to play. Uh, uh, I think I'm good for 2021, at least. So. Won't let me log in, Fred. Let Sizzle. me log in, so invalid. That means I gotta reset your password. I need, that's right. I want to see what the last things I rented were. God damn it! <laughs> well, are you able to uh, recover your account and talk about what you've been playing? Yeah, sure. Sure. Right. I Why don't can you chew this up. Can chew gum. Um. So, you know, I I had a day on Sunday. 
do, do, do you ever like, I'm sure we've all done this. Did you ever just, you burned yourself out on a game? Like you totally just, you grinded your gears on a game where you were just like, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. Oh, trees, you and I are on the same page this week. I need to take a break. Uh, so Sunday, like I woke up and no one was doing nothing. And my wife was like, you mind if I go upstairs? I want to sew some masks. You know, she has a bunch of orders. And I'm like, yeah, no problem, you know. Mm-hmm. So I chilled here. My son's like playing the Switch all the time. So he's always playing Mario. So he's sitting next to me playing Mario. And I played Skyrim. And I played Skyrim all morning until like noon. Like I, like, like I'm like I'm gonna clean up some of these miscellaneous quests because you know I got like my main quests are like ten deep, right? But miscellaneous quest, miscellaneous quests are like twenty deep. Like they just right. keep going because I say yes to everything, Me and too. no matter who you talk to by accident, like they just give you shit to do. So and then of course because Skyrim is a broken game, uh, they don't have the decency to make the miscellaneous quests any shorter. Than the main story quests, <laughs> so you're like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go get this sword from this tomb, and it's like a two hour mission with like five branches, and you're like, is this a main quest or miscellaneous quest? Like, what am I doing? Oh, you and check then you, shit. yeah, you do the miscellaneous quest, and the reward is like they give you like two spell tomes at like a hundred bucks, <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? But like, my brain is like, I I want to clean up this list. While you're doing a miscellaneous quest, you run into two other people that give you more miscellaneous quests. So you're like, I'm never getting ahead of this shit. Um, and then when I came home Sunday from uh, my son's uh, skating and stuff, and then we went on the pond, and then I played Skyrim from like, you know, like five in the afternoon to like midnight. And I'm just like, and I swear my lists didn't, my, my mission quest didn't get any, any shorter. Everything looked exactly the same. I'm like, what am I doing? I can't even see. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I can't see. I need to switch it up. Um, so that was my Skyrim for this week, and I, I kind of took a break from it. Still playing Fall Guys. Me and my uh, my kids play it. Uh-huh. Uh, the end of the season uh, is like 20 days away or something. There's still plenty of time. And oh, there's yeah. 40, 40 levels in the season. Like the last thing you, the last prize is at level 40. And so I told you the walrus, the dapper walrus. Uh, and who doesn't we, want a dapper walrus? Who doesn't want it? And we are at level 30. So you're so working your way through the battle pass? Easily. Well, easily. Trust me. It, it You could get a level a day if you want to play a few rounds. It's not no big deal. Uh, so we're enjoying that still. Still funny to play. We're still mm-hmm. having fun. But then I said, Fred, I, I just want to do some different things here. I just want some different things. Um, <laughs> I played a couple of rounds of Titanfall 2. There you go. <laughs> Still have it. Still, It took me one round to remember all the... Because, you know, you, you bounce around all these shooting games. You, know, you forget the buttons. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, there's something about Titanfall that... Uh, it comes right back to you. It's like riding a bike. The, the Titans, the Titans controls might take you a while, but the pilot controlling the pilots fine. Like you figure that out very quick. When you get back in your Titan, you're like, what am I doing? What's this? How do I eject? I'm dead. Um, 
you can never I can never remember how to eject it for for a while. Um but you know it's XXX. Pe- I had yeah, I know. It's just like, <laughs> you're like, like thanks, you, yeah. I'm good left, now. Left. <laughs> do I press left? Do I press right? What about I know you're supposed to press something anyways? Um played a few rounds that still people playing it, Fred. Had no issue get getting into a game on the Xbox. Uh that was fun. Games with uh, the games with gold has Re- Resident Evil. Yes, the original, the original, but the it's remake, like the remake yeah. from 2014 or whatever, right? And I'm like, I'm like, all right, 2014. You know no, from 2001. It's the uh, it's the GameCube version. It's just it was yeah. I guess in 2014 it came out on newer consoles. Right. Yeah. But it's that well, GameCube so- version. But anyway. Well, I was like, let me, uh, you know what? We've been talking a lot of Resident Evil lately. You know, I've been playing two up in New Hampshire. You know, you're always, you know, you, you know you're always playing the, Obsessed, the remakes yeah. and stuff. You're always praising the shitty movies. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of Resident Evil talk. <laughs> so I said, uh, <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm going to down pl- download this. Let me give this a play. Didn't last long, Fred. No. <laughs> no. Realize something. Uh, as much as I, I was digging two, uh huh. Don't think I like one anymore. All that much. <laughs> I think the love affair of with the nostalgia of one, even with the pretty graphics, don't like it. I don't like the the structure of it. I don't. I don't. I just don't like it. I don't like the menus. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I had trouble actually playing it. And then um and I'm like, oh, let's see what's different. And it was pretty much the same, except that I said, let me see if they still got the dogs outside the front door. They did, except one squeaks in now and murdered yeah. me. And I'm like, man, you know what? I think I'm good with Resident Evil. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I think I'm good. So that game was hard, uh, not hard in the general sense, but like it was right. The, the whole concept behind a lot of what they did for that. And I'm not excusing it in any way, shape or form. This is just why you're having that experience is because they were like, oh, well, people, you know, are of course obsessed with this game and have memorized it. So we need to make it harder than it used to be. And, um, uh, while it's not quite at the level of Resident Evil Zero or, God forbid, Code Veronica, um, mm-hmm. it's a hard game. Especially yeah. if you're not familiar with it and not using a guide or anything, which I recommend people not doing. Um, you're going to die a couple times and it's going to be frustrating. Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> you're going to have to start the game fucking over again and it's going to be frustrating. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, digging it. People think too. I'm kidding. I'm dead serious. Like, trees will tell you. Like, if you die too early in that game, you have to start the whole fucking thing over. Yeah. I, I Yeah, like I said. Not I, a fan. <laughs> not, not a fan. Not a fan. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the shit. I'm walking around. I'm like, ah, oh, this is it. Look at this. I got the zombie eating the guy in the hallway, and he comes at you. And then, yeah, I was just like, I wasn't feeling it. And then I went back, and then. I just I did I didn't like it and um I said you know what I think I'm I think my days of reliving Resident Evil the very first one mm-hmm. I think that love affair is over. Have At you the time of revolutionary? Uh, 
I don't think it holds up anymore. Trying to remember, Sorry. have you played seven? Yeah, I did okay. play seven. Okay, scared the shit out of me. I was um, gonna say because seven is is a remake of one, really. So yeah. you're good. Yeah, seven. Uh, seven freaked me out. So, um, but yeah, I did did that, and I was like, eh. uh, I played a bunch of Wreckfest. Huh. Uh, now I was, I was bouncing around for it. I was like turning systems on. You know, not to mention all the we the the switch shit with my son. Um, right. That's a whole whole nother thing. But um, so I was I, I was like I seen Wreckfest on PlayStation Now. I've heard a lot of good things about Wreckfest. And I was like, you know, I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood for just a, a is this the one away. that's former Criterion devs that worked on Burnout? Or am I mistaking I, that game? No, you're thinking of um I know what you're talking about, but no, it's not that. It's not the one that came out and didn't have any music in it or anything <laughs> yeah, at first. You got it's it. not that one. Yeah, it's not that one. I don't know what that one is. I forget the name of that one. Okay, no, I'm, this, I'm looking at the cover here, but this is from a developer called Bugbear Entertainment. Yeah, which I've seen that name before, Bugbear. Um, this is straight up if um, the old reflections are like Destruction Derby 2. Yeah, they did the Flat Out series, which I do yeah, think so. is in that realm, yeah. So, um, yeah, I had a great time fucking around with this game because yeah. it's straight up an updated destruction derby too that's which I love. awesome actually that's a, uh, that's a big selling point in my opinion you um, know, it, it has a structure of like you start in the beginning you know the beginners or whatever they call amateurs sure and a bunch of blocks of different races um and you know you earn money for how well you do in the in in it's either like a destruction derby format or it's actual circuit racing, but you know you can you know smash people just like destruction derby two, right? You're talking um, about the PS one game when you keep referring to destruction derby I, two, right? Okay, yeah, sure yeah. yeah, and uh, because that game was like a racing game, but you could just smash the shit out of people. Yeah. And then people would like stay on the track. They'd be there when you cut. It was fun. It was quite innovative at the time too. Like I wouldn't say it reinvented the wheel by any stretch, but like it was just something a little different when there were a lot of racers fighting for your attention on that console. Definitely. Um, Yeah. So I've been playing and then, you know, there's like little things like for bonuses within a race. It'll be like, it will say like, you know, uh, get a, get a, 180 spin on somebody and then you get extra money and you get your levels go up and you unlock new cars and paint jobs and all this nonsense. And I love it because your very first race is on a souped up lawnmower. Like your first (laughs) friction dirty is on a lawnmower. Fucking love it. So, uh, yeah, so I've been playing that. I haven't got out of the amateur league or nothing, but, um, well, if you're on a rigged up lawnmower, why would you want to? I got an actual car. So, um, and there's a track that, uh, it's a figure eight track, which I really want to do because figure eight tracks. Are yeah. Awesome. That, that reminds me of super off-road. Do you remember that game in the arcades? Of course I do. Yeah. Uh, but it has a, um, it's locked. Like I can't, I don't, I don't qualify for it. I don't know if I'm missing a car or something. Uh, and it seems like it has the a game big following. knew you, it would qualify you trees. It, I went to the online and it was packed. So, there you and go. 
from the sounds of it, it's it's an ongoing game. Like they have season. I don't know if seasons, but they have like DLC packs, and it, se- it seems like a game that is um very much live. Like the developers are, you know, very much keeping it going with new shit and contests. Everything and you've blah, just blah. said sounds like the opposite of what I've heard about Dirt Five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, again, it's a, it's on PlayStation now. Right. So you can try it, you know. And it's on, uh, that's a PS4 game, right? So you can actually download it if you wish. I could download it if I wanted to, but I mean, I don't really. Well, no, but I'm so close to trying PS now just because I can download the PS2 and PS4 games just to like have have that service available. Do they have any deals? Like the reason I have it Mm -hmm. is because it was like a year for like 40 bucks. Yeah, they do that once, once or twice a year. Um, and they had yeah. just added, if you remember, they had just added Spider-Man and Control. So yep. I'm like, <laughs> even if I play those two games, I got my money's worth. Which I did. I played the shit out of Spider-Man. And so now like, they're going to give you Control for free. Are they good? Isn't, I think it's PlayStation Plus right now. I don't know. I'll download <laughs> it and stare at it. <laughs> um, so I played a lot of Wreckfest. Um, and then I, I ordered uh, a game for the Switch, Fred. I found that uh, triple <laughs> Mario All Stars ah, nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bought it. I found it. I found it for fifty bucks. Nice for the for the actual like cartridge. Yeah. Well, you're gonna so need anyway, the cartridge version because if you buy the digital version, you can't download it after March whatever. Yeah, thirty first. Yeah, I, all three games on the cartridge. Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure if like, you know, like Mario Galaxy was on the cartridge and then the other two were like download codes. Cause it's, it's possible, but old. those games are so small. I don't think yeah. it's necessary, but you know what? I have to concede. I don't have the game, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I don't know anybody who's bought it. So. Oh, I know plenty was... of people who bought it. Lots of people oh, really? bought it. Yeah. Beardy bought it day one. I think Lowe's wow. grabbed it. Um, I know for a fact, um, oh, Chase, uh, not uh, Learn From Gaming Chase, the other Chase, Awakened Heathen, he grabbed it. Um, in fact, most people are not asking me if I grabbed it or why I didn't grab it, but people are very pleasantly surprised both in and out of my gaming circles, like even family members. Like They're like, you, you don't, don't you love Mario 64? I was like, yeah, but I got like... I've got a Japanese version with the Shinjo cartridge. I've got the regular version. I've got the virtual console version. Like, why do I need Mario 64 or right. Sunshine or um, Galaxy? I've got Galaxy on disc and the digital version on Wii U. But um, but I've never played Sunshine before. Um, mm. But like I said, I've heard mixed things, but mostly good. Uh, the other thing that that came at bad timing, which doesn't apply to you, Trees, is somebody did that thing where they turned Mario 64. It was during that Nintendo leak. They turned Mario 64 into a PC game that's a .exe for Windows. Mm. And it runs the game just at like ridiculous resolutions and stuff like that uh like a pc game and it's only it's still only like five megabytes or whatever like it's a super small game that fits on the cart and um so i was like well if i ever want to play some ridiculous version of that you know i've played a couple uh or a couple um levels of that using an xbox controller and it was novel but at the end of the day 
eh, since I've got the N64 readily hooked up with a Trident controller, it's easy for me. Um, that said, if you're just a traditional gamer, fuck yeah, buy that. Like, I think it's stupid that they're getting rid of it in March, but I do suspect we're going to see that get re-released as an individual game starting in March or April. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but either way, 50 bucks is a good price. I don't think I've ever seen any cheaper than that. In fact, I'm shocked they ever put it on sale. So good for them. I found it it at uh, walmart.com. There you go. Everywhere else was the the 55 bucks or no, Nintendo was full price, even for the download, Mm -hmm. even for download. I'm like, ugh. So I looked around and I found out Walmart for 50 bucks. And I was like, and I, and I had to get a new switch case anyways. There you go. Because uh, the, the, the little handle ripped off. Oh, and, uh, then you, yeah, you definitely need a new one. And I can only hold uh, eight games okay. in the little apartments. Mm-hmm. So I had, to, I had to upgrade. Cause as you know, I buy mm, switch games. So yeah. This one, like this one, <laughs> this new one I'm getting, that's coming a little bigger. There holds, you go. Holds. Um, but then Fred, the last oh. thing I played. Okay. Last thing. I played, uh, you'd be proud of me. You know what we talked about earlier about how, uh, you know, you know one of your one of your traits is is uh, promising to play stuff. Yeah. I think you don't you don't you you don't play them. You know. Yeah, I'm fantastic at that. Let me take a drink for a sec. Yeah, me, sure. You know, get right here. And um. But last week, you know, you were talking all the Gears of War talk. Mm, I was. And I, and I said, you know, I tried the first one again, and, uh, you know, I didn't vibe with it. Mm-hmm. I said, but you know what? Like, I should try it again. So you know what I did, Fred? What you did. <laughs> I downloaded the Ultimate Ultimate Edition or whatever that is, the, mm-hmm. the Gears of War Ultimate. What's it called? I don't know. Gears of War Ultimate that. Edition. You nailed it. Edition. And um, hold on for a sec. Yeah, hold on. I got a cough. That's fine. Uh, fun fact: I have a disc copy of that game, which you can't give away. <laughs> I have been offering friends to take that off my hands forever because I got multiple digital copies of it for everything I've ever bought. Uh, I think it came with well, Gears Four and Five, but uh, yeah. Well, I, uh, I download it. So it's on Game Pass. Right. right. All the Gears of War shit's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but Ultimate Edition, I know this doesn't apply to you currently, but Ultimate Edition did get a Series X upgrade where if you have the Series X, it runs at, I think, 60 frames a second in the campaign. It's a little... Uh, I'm playing it on my original the Xbox vanilla, yeah, One. Yeah. And a uh, little hitchy once in a while. Sometimes the sound gets... Like huh. during cutscenes, uh-huh. like... They will be going through a door, and it will sort of like you know it goes into like a cutscene real quick or something, or an mm-hmm. animation of that coming, and all of a sudden it like it blanks out for a second, like it's gonna go to a cutscene, and then it just blinks back in, and they're already like standing, like <laughs> in ready to go, like once in a while, and once yeah, once in a while it gets a little stuttery. I notice. Um, Interesting. Sounds- I didn't see that on my oh. Series X, or not Series X, on the Xbox One X when I played it on there. And again, that game was never optimized until now. And I, I'm now that you're talking about it, need to go back and triple check that. But I do think that's the case. They didn't increase the resolution. They just increased the frame rate. But either way. 
Well, as, as you can just tell, I uh, guess by now I played it. Yeah. Uh, I played a lot of it. I played up into Act 4. Wow. Okay, you did. So that I got past with the Resonator. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. So fucking stupid. I love it. Uh, Are you kidding me? The resonated. The resonated didn't work, and now you're on your way back to Marcus's dad's house. So I think that's the beginning of Act Four. And you sort of like yeah, cut yeah, shit. Um, and remember, you're gonna get to a level you've never played before. Oh, Act Four on. has the Brumach. Oh, okay. See, hard to kill. I don't like. Why would I, I, I really, tell you that? <laughs> so I put this game on casual. Okay. Because I'm like, again, I'm not here for the challenge. You You are on a podcast, Easy Mode Unlocked. Why would anyone question why you... (laughs) Back in the day, I did all this shit on normal or hard. And I used to look for all the cogs and all that bullshit. Yeah, hardcore. Not doing it. Insane. I'm there for the chunky dudes, right? (laughs) Yeah. The chunky dudes, Tony... Chunky dudes, you got to get the the coal wrap. Did you hear that I put the coal wrap at the end of the last episode? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah, hear it. I I, I embedded the coal wrap, which you get oh. uh, when you beat that game, which I feel confident you will. Um, yeah. At this point, <laughs> uh, when you beat that game, listen in the credits. Cole does a gangster rap for like four minutes. <laughs> oh, that's good. He's great. Yeah, he's fantastic. Coal train, baby. That's right. And of I course, like, the the unquestioning love between Marcus and Dom. I like it. Oh, I like yeah. that. Bro- yeah. I love that. Bro- that's, listen, they're brothers in arms, Fred. They're far more right. than that, but yes, they are brothers in arms. And um, I forgot how much I like. I love the fake military aspect <laughs> of that game, like yeah. how serious they are. Uh-huh. And how, how Marcus is always, you know, holding his ear and communicating with home base <laughs> yeah. all the time. With Anya, yeah, his his wife. Anya, and, yeah, and it's oh, uh, that's his wife. Yeah, I don't think it's revealed in the first game, but yeah, it's a lot. Spoiler. That's not a spoiler. Um, and, I, <laughs> and I love, I love how like he's unflinching in any situation. Yeah, I love it. He's always like, "Ah, yeah, door sailed. Uh, we need immediate evac. They're like negative, <laughs> ne- negative alpha. Uh, Control. You guys have we're co- we're surrounded by a bunch of fucking bad yeah. guys. Can we get uh, an evac, please? <laughs> yeah, no, no alpha. Y- you need the uh, see that barbed wire <laughs> in the sewer. You guys got to go through there. He's like, Roger that, Roger. <laughs> He's like, okay, guys, stop right, being Right, and then Tom's like, what'd they say, bro? Bard's <laughs> like, are you kidding me? He's the fucking Bill Paxton of fucking yeah. is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and uh, so they're just like, and he's like, just shut up. Yeah. Let's get mo- I love it. I love it is so Gears much. The, I think the original game was the one where he's like, maybe it's the sequel, where he's like, that's a shitload of something. He goes, shitload? More like 10 shitloads. Yeah, they have great, they say great shit. <laughs> the fucking dialogue. They really do. He's like, oh, how much you think all that's worth? He goes, I can't count that high. <laughs> yes. And you're like, Every I believe. line is gold. Solid gold. 
And, and it's funny because I hear people, I'm even back in the day, like, uh, that sort of make fun of Marcus, right? Like how, how, how I love it. Yeah. And there's that's, something um, endearing about it. There's that's, something that's, endearing about it. Was it John DiMaggio? Like it's the guy who does Bender in, um, in Futurama or those of you who are as hooked to disenchantment as my wife and I are, he's the king. He's Bean's dad. Like it's fantastic. I mean, it's a great voice. I can't, I wish I could have a manly voice like that. Oh man. You know? But he's one, it looks good, right? The game. Yeah. Obviously, I'm playing the ultimate edition. I'm, it's right. I'm sure it's cleaned up and it's blah blah from the original. Oh um, yeah. Obviously. They upgraded um, it from 720 to 1080. Um, so yeah. So it looks great. And um you know what? I, I got over the weird control hump. Like whatever I had problems <sighs> with the first time, I I don't really even know what because I'm doing fine now. And because it's on casual. Um, there's still, you know, I've died here and there when I've gotten some, I've just charged into bad situations and got overwhelmed. Sure. But just the normal, like cover and pop up and shoot and stuff. I've had zero issues and it's like, I remember when I first played that game, I remember it took me a long time to get through areas because oh, I, yeah. I was planning on hard or I was playing it. You know, like the, it, the but now uh, after the gas station, the whole thing with the krill and the and the krill. spotlight. Oh, that was brutal. Krill, um, the the factory we have to get underground, and there's the the Lambert, the Lambert, uh-huh. Uh-huh. the Lambert, yeah. And, and, the uh, then, and when you're actually underground, and there's the guys with the torque bows there. Yeah, I. It's funny when I was playing that that uh, today actually the, those levels. Um, I remember those. Like, I remember them. When I got sure. there, you know, I told you before all the games blurred together because I can't, it all looks the same, right? You can't remember. <laughs> it's, but when it's I was not wrong, every, every level I've played, I've really remembered specific shit. And which is a testament to that game that I remember real specific areas because that was 360, like, Jesus. Launch Christ, title. Time ago. So, yeah. Um, it was well, no, it wasn't launched. Sorry, it was the following year. It was December two thousand six or whatever, holiday two thousand six. But man, I tell you, playing it on casual, uh-huh. I'm having a ball. There you go. There is something fun of just running through these fuckers, like that factory level with the with the mm-hmm. Lambert or whatever. Like I just fucking had a shotgun, and I just stomped my way. I didn't look, you know, because I'm not looking for cogs, right. none of that shit. So I'm just like. Eyes on the prize, right? Like I'm acting like you would. I'm That's just how a lot of people play those games, honestly. Like and shit's in my way, and I fucking blow. <laughs> I destroy it, and I just keep going. And I have I'm playing it with headphones, which there you go. You know, original, you know, headphones for me are fairly new within the last two years. Uh-huh. You know, because kids, right? Because of, you know, I've had a baby now, so. I've bought a nice set of headphones, but before that, I was always single. I always blared my TV, you know? Didn't matter. But now playing with headphones, listening to my chunky dude stomping around, <laughs> just charging through empty warehouses, blasting the shit out of stuff. Oh, man. I'm I'm having a, a good time. And because it's on casual, it's not taking me 50 tries in an hour, in an hour to get through like difficult choke points. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like I'm charging up those torque <clears throat> points. I just charged up on that platform and just wreck shop. 
And yeah, I had to back up. I got overwhelmed and, you know, <laughs> for a second and be like, oh, <laughs> there's a um, lot of guys hiding out here. Yeah. Cause they're all hiding in cover at yeah, first. And they, so you get over there it, and you're like, oh, this is bigger than I thought it was. I forgot how much I love um, throwing a grenade and watching chunks. <laughs> oh, yeah. The jibs oh, or sawing then, someone up from behind. And they're very generous on like how close you have to be with a grenade yeah. to cause You know what I mean? People oh, yeah. just explode from the shockwave, I guess. I think there, I, I seem to remember, I think this is in the first game. If not, it's in the second one. You run by someone and just, if you're lucky, plant a grenade on them, just thunk, and then just walk on. Yeah, I haven't, I forgot how to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, me too. Special sticky grenades? No. <laughs> No, it's regular grenades, but you have to like hold down the button or something. I forget how to do it, and it might only be in the sequel. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think it's in the first one. Um, but uh, yeah, that game's great. I'm curious to hear what you say about the final level, the train. Uh, I'm sure you remember the train, um, but is that, is that the train? And then you fight at the end is Ram. Yeah, he's he's a chunky dude too. He's more <laughs> chunky. He's triple chunky. Yeah. When that dude first shows up and he's like stomping through the fire <laughs> and he stabs that oh, dude. Yeah. Ram's like an all natural uh can of jiff. Like, yeah, he he's chunky. He's juicing. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm looking at him, I'm saying, This guy, I don't think he got that way in the gym. Natural. <laughs> no, no, he's big. Him and the he's rock. <laughs> the last cinema I watched before I came to uh talk to you is like he uh <laughs> he twisted some guy's head. Broke his neck. There he just go. twisted. Oh, he was opening a, ca- a fucking ca- <laughs> a bottle of soda. <laughs> yeah. But he twisted the cap off. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, God damn, that guy's fucking huge. Um, yeah, Ram- and Ram is not, uh, again, the checkpoint's right there on the boss battle. But Ram, mm. even on casual, I'm curious to see how you do. He's he's not the easiest of bosses. He was. He and shit, doesn't he? Like, I remember him. Yeah, and he's surrounded by Krill, so, like, he's got kind of a force field thing going. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think when I was driving the, the Doom Buggy, though, the tank there with the with the Krill, where you had to aim the stop every... You had to stop every, like, five feet and aim the yeah, light. Yeah, you could spotlight you know? or drive, but not both. Yeah. yeah. So, well, if you're playing with a partner, you can, but um, by yourself, no, you have to... Stop. you can't, because when you use the spotlight, it stops the car. Was it really? Yeah. Even if yeah. playing cold, I yeah. can't remember. Um, yeah, that was the whole idea. Was the the battery could only drive the car or power the spotlight? Serious. Um, but at one point, a few times, I've thought I would have to restart the level, um, because my the wheels of my truck would sink down, <laughs> like into the cement, like I was in quicksand, and my I would get like stuck on geometry. Hmm. Like I was sinking through Love the world, it. and then if I and then I just rammed it back and forth a few times, it would pop up, <laughs> and nice. I'd get out. Um, so uh, like issues like that, but uh, yeah, I think I think I want to see it through. Well, I think I want to play the games. I want I want to try to go through them, put them all on easy, and just like cruise through them to get up to speed because I'm interested in the new games four and five. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah that's, that's what I did. Well, I've I mean in the last year I've played through uh, one and two with my buddy Matt. So like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so I mean, for, I uh, uh, what I do like is like how everybody hates the cogs or the gears. I mean, yeah. they call them cogs. Yes, they call them uh, gears. Uh, they call them uh, cog. Yeah, the cog. 
They do call them cogs, right? Um, yeah, they call it the cog. Yeah, or at least in the later games how, they do. I, I like how civilian people, which shouldn't be a lie, by the way, the shit you go through, there's no way there's colonies just out there living on the street, <laughs> right? yeah. cooking rats and hanging Christmas lights up. There's no way. <laughs> I know exactly no. what level you're referring to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You go yeah. through so much shit, and it's so crazy out there. And then there's just a guy out on the street and a lazy boy drinking a beer. <laughs> Like, I don't think Fuck so. Fuck you, Cog. You would be here. Just got in these this ammo. Like, I don't think so. Because my chunky dudes just went through hell just to walk down a street with propane tanks I mean, and geez. pushing burning cars. If you and remember guy, in the sequel, there is razor blade hail. Yeah. And this guy with a plaid shirt and a beanie yeah. is just like drinking, <laughs> drinking in a lazy boy in the middle of the street. I'm like, oh. I think that all the time when I'm playing this game, that's the one problem is like, you know, I don't think this is supposed to be like 14 years after emergence day. I think when, when the first one, and I'm like, I don't think humans would be alive anymore. The shit (laughs) they're showing. They just can't sustain. Yeah. Yeah. I think at this point, uh, they win. I think that, (laughs) I think the other team wins at this point. Just give it to them. Yeah. Um, Locusts win. (laughs) The locusts. Yeah. The shit they're showing that they have and you have, like, because every time I fly, every time we're in a helicopter, they all get blown up and downed and anything you're in gets destroyed. So I'm like, how did you guys last? How are you guys building this shit? It's been 14 years. How do you guys have anything? Because these guys are wrecking shop. So so what I will uh, say is um, if you're ever curious about stuff like that, they start mm-hmm. answering those questions in four and five. Oh, this is it. I keep unlocking comic book panels. So you know, uh, I, feel free to read those, but they're not going to give you what you want. I okay. think the books do fill in a lot of stuff, though. But I do, I do like how like uh, we're like killing the enemy, and we're like the only ones like like keeping them at bay. But whenever you run into these civilians that are like eating rats, they're just like "fuck you, fascist pigs." <laughs> You're like, "What the fuck? Right. Shouldn't you be standing behind me? <laughs> I got the giant gun protecting you." Um, so. I don't know. I'm really enjoying it, Fred. Um, and I, and yeah, I've been spending my time doing doing that, playing some gears. Nice. Chunky gears. It's uh, good to hear. I, I, yeah, I mean, Gears One especially is a very strong game. Mm. Um, it's fun. It's it's funny how straightforward it is. You know what I mean? I feel <laughs> yeah. you're so used to open world games now is is the norm. Mm-hmm. Like real linear games, which I like, by the way. Like I said, I love just running and wrecking shop and not have having to worry about like where was I going again? Do I have to pull my map up and set a waypoint? It's like now there's a door at the end of this hallway. <laughs> just <laughs> go straight everything. to the bad guy's stop. <laughs> yes, I'm killing everything between me and this door. <laughs> what I'm doing. Uh, and you know what? When it comes time to move on, Gears Two is as good, if not better. So no, am I gonna be disappointed though because I'm playing this like Gears of War like Ultimate Edition that's been all no, pretty no. Up. So it's gonna look a little rough. However, not to speculate too much, but if you have a Series X by that point, uh, they did do a enhanced 4K upgrade on Gears oh, One, I, Two, and Three, um, I, uh, the 360 versions. Oh no, Fred! I plan on running through these games this week. Oh, so. okay. Then yeah, it's gonna get a little rougher. It's gonna <laughs> get a little fine. rougher. That's fine. Although so. this week, shit, 
You better get going. Those games are not short, but uh, they're not. How long is it? How long is Gear? Like, how many acts are in Gears of War? I'm in five. Act Four. Five. Oh, so that's a short game then, because I have uh, not played much. I mean, it was twelve to fifteen hours for me. Right, but I, I, I would the imagine casual thing, but adds adds time. So yeah, on casual, I'm fucking running through this this son of a gun. So. So it's probably six to eight hours. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think you're right. This Second one's a little longer, but not significantly. So, um, All right. Well, anything else? No, no. That's, that's I mean, a, it's a hell of a list. I, 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 know. I didn't want to presume. Well, trust me. Most of that shit, like Resident Evil stuff, I spent like 40 minutes on. So, And then you're like, yeah. okay, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I just ripped my throat out, and I couldn't push him off of me. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck this game. So. Oh, that's the theme for my week. Fuck this game. Um, this game. So, should I end on a high note, or should I start on a high note? You mix them up. Mix them up in a bag and pull okay. one out. All right. So, um, I don't know how much I can talk about this, so I'm <laughs> going to dance around what I know I can talk about. And no, this right. isn't super fancy... I'm part of an embargo world. I'm just trying not to piss off Capcom. Um, so they did a closed beta because Resident Evil Village is coming and there's a game uh, there, including a multiplayer component. And uh, they were doing a beta of that game. And I feel fine explaining to people that I'm in it because the Xbox tells people I was playing it, which was See, called... You know, about it. What? You were on Twitter talking about it, weren't you? Uh, I was sharing some details that Capcom asked me to share to get some perks. Nice. But yeah, uh, it was the closed beta for Reverse, which is the, uh, that's what the, R-E colon verse, which is like R-E universe is what I think it is. It is a multiplayer um, arena shooter. So think of like, they just give you levels um, in the beta uh, I, I feel like all this stuff was in the trailers anyway, so I feel uh, like fine mentioning it. Right. The police station was the level that we played. You did not change levels. And so you're in the main police station of Raccoon City, and uh, they basically give you your choice between um, six protagonists and go. And I don't know who's in the trailer and who's not, so I'll just leave that up to what you've seen or what you could imagine. But if you're thinking of the protagonists of you know, mainline Resident Evil games, you've pretty much got you, your list. What are you doing? Shooting each other? Just running around shooting each other, and um, they throw <laughs> in, and again, this is where I don't want to talk too detailed in case I'm not supposed to, but they throw in ways where you can be different individuals, such as mm-hmm. Nemesis, Tyrant, Jack from Resident Evil 7, and various other bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, question. Mm-hmm. Is it like a first-person shooter? No, it is a third-person action shooter um, with a comic book-like cell shading kind of like overlay. The kind of like the Uncharted multiplayer look, like third-person like that? Uncharted multiplayer, third-person like that look, yes. When I say like comic booky, I mean, yeah, I mean like... In between Borderlands and Rage. I, I meant playstyle though. Like yes. yeah. playstyle is huh. uncharted multiplayer. Yes. Mm, okay. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm just, when I think of Resident Evil characters and mm-hmm. movement, I don't think of agility. I don't think of running around and, and in a deathmatch scenario. So have you played the two or three remakes? Um, it's okay no, if you haven't. But I mean, the last proper Resident Evil game I played was four, where they had the new okay. sort of control mm-hmm. style. And I do know that it's more action orientated now, like running around and hopping over shit, and you know. So the remakes of two and three made them a little more. It's a lot less uh, tank. Stiff. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's doable. Um, right. Here's what I'll say. <laughs> As a freebie, it was fun. And that's about, like, they wanted us to share online, and I didn't do this, but they wanted us to share online what our thoughts were about it without getting too detailed on, like, Twitter to get, like, points. So I think I feel pretty comfortable, and I didn't do that. So I feel pretty comfortable on this show just going, you know what? I played it for, like, an hour, probably three different days, and had fun. Mm -hmm. And then after an hour, I was like, okay, I I got my fill. That stressed me out. I don't think I could do that. Like if someone, some company gave me a game to play, but they were like, yeah, if you could just, uh, you know, say some stuff about it in your tweets and stuff, that would stress me out so bad. I wouldn't even want the game. I'd be like, I just keep it. I mean, they don't ask you to do it or require you to do it. What they did was they gamified it. There were like different, um, perks, shall we say, not game related perks, like later on down the line, like account level, digital stuff and maybe even invites to various events and stuff still perks to being outgoing and obviously i didn't do any of those things i did the share thing which i needed to do in order to validate my twitter account but otherwise like Mm -hmm. it is what it is um i did it i was happy i did it um we'll see what happens with it but like yeah if you like Big dumb closed areas where people shoot each other all the time, a la Call of Duty. Um, This is just an alternative way to do it if you're a big Resident Evil fan. And I don't understand why this is so hard for people to understand. It's like, no, like if you really dig Resident Evil, this is a way to run around and fuck around in that universe for a short period of time. Like each game's like five minutes. It's like in and out. It's fun. Is there a story component to it? No. Like why the characters for nope. Resident Evil shoot each other? Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. It's just hardcore, just six people, everyone kill everyone, go to town, have a good one. <laughs> they do some cool stuff with points, but again, I don't know how into it I can get. Um, right. But your, your Call of Duty camper is not going to do very well in this game, is what I'll say. Okay. Yep. Neither will your Suicide Squad people. Your people who are like, well, as long as I get the kill, who fucking cares? That's not going to do well. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. Uh, so, let's talk about the medium. So, the medium hit Game Pass last week. Did it? Yep, it did. For, for PC or for... I didn't notice it on the console. I didn't notice it's it on, on console. That. It's on PC and console. I think it's on Xbox One. I think. It might just be Series X, though. I think it is. I didn't see it listed. Okay. In thing, so. So let's, yeah, let's talk about the medium. That's a horror game, right? Like a, a yeah. S- it's by Bloober Team. They did Layers of Fear 1 and 2. They also oh. did um, Observer, which was like a cyberpunk thing, which had, um, um, oh, what's his name from uh, Blade Runner? Um, 
Rutger Hauer did the voice in Observer. And he kind of phoned it in, and I do believe he has since passed. So God rest his soul. Um, is, this, is this a game that has a two different realities or something? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. And people silent. said it had a very Silent Hill feel to yeah, it. And you're yeah, not yeah. wrong. Um, and then their most recent game I adored, which was Blair Witch. And like many other games, no one else liked it. So like Hobbs and Shaw, I'm the only one who liked Blair Witch, the game. Um so, yeah, this is a third-person game, which is different for them. Every single one of their games uh, so far has been first-person. So, it's third-person. Um, from a tech standpoint, and yes, there's a digital, digital Foundry video, so I'm not going to just regurgitate what they say, but from a tech standpoint, it's very impressive. The HDR, the lighting, darkness, you know, that's very big in horror games, so that's why it's very useful. And HDR was very effectively used in Blair Witch, so it does not surprise me that they did a good job in the medium as well. Um, they did throw in ray tracing, so if you have Series X or um, a PC that has an RTX card, um, you get really cool reflections that are true ray trace reflections. I really like it, especially how things shimmer off and stuff like that. Um Later in the game, it's way darker, so you don't get a lot of opportunities to enjoy that. But early in the game, you do, and you're it's kind of a new, slow pace. This game is very slow-paced, which is one of my criticisms of it. Um, world. It's a slow-paced, weird world with a weird protagonist. And so... <laughs> Um, like, and when I say weird, like intentionally weird, like she would not say she is not weird. She would tell you to your face, she's weird. And that's, that's how she is. Um, so they really let you soak in the world. And I think they do a really good job with that. It's fixed camera angles. So it's very Resident Evil and Silent Hill esque, right? Like it harkens back to those PlayStation right. one days. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, it is really cool when it goes split screen because you are literally working in two worlds at the same time. But they don't overcomplicate it, Trees, meaning you don't have to pay too, too much attention to either one side, right? Like there is a place they know you're going to focus and they work the game appropriately in that, in that space. So you're not juggling too much that it gets frustrating. Um. And you know I love horror games, and yeah. I love Bloober Team. Uh-huh. Is this scaring you? I'm not digging this game. Not digging it. And I'm almost done with this game. Oh, I, really? I think I'm done with it. I think I'm at Is the, it scary? What? Is it scary? Have you, have you like, got scared? Mm, not really, no. Boy. No. No. Yeah. Layers of Fear. Yeah. Layers of Fear had hints of scariness, but it was a little right. mellow. I would say the medium is even below that. So let's let you know what? Let's do this in my favorite way to do it. Salsas. Okay. Okay, you got your mild, medium, your hot, and your habanero shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This <laughs> is mild. Um okay. I would say layers of fear one is medium, layers of fear two is hot. Observer is probably medium as well. And then Blair Witch is fucking habanero. <laughs> Yeah, you told me that was scary. That game freaked me the fuck out multiple times. Now when I go through it a second time, it's probably not going to be as effective. But the first time when you don't know what's going on, that game freaked me the fuck out in like in the dark and surround sound. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, no, this game is not scary. 
This game is like what people who go like, well, I don't really like scary games. Yeah, they'll play this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. Um, that said, I'm not promising you there's no jump scares or creepy moments, but they're just mm, they're just a little too mild for my taste. The opening ten minutes of a of um, a what is it uh, Outlast, <laughs> way scarier. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, I won't uh, be playing this anyways. Like any, I, I I've already told you. Like I, I think um any scary games. I'm not I'm not in my wheelhouse anymore. So gotcha. So this one's safe. This one's uh, not too scary. Like right, this people is- say Silent Hill. Like it's nowhere near as scary as Silent Hill. <laughs> this is Xbox exclusive. Uh, currently, 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 okay. I'm sure it'll come to PlayStation. That's become like a big fanboy rot fest. I don't know <laughs> or care if the medium is coming to PlayStation. It's not there right now. Like, yeah. and so you Sony fanboys, like, you know what? The more places a game can go, the better. Um, Cause I get the feeling people really like the medium actually. Um, from talking to people about it. Like yeah, I wrote I on Twitter. Well, what? I haven't heard anybody mention Okay, it so yet, me so. and Gadget Man were talking about it on Twitter. Oh. And we were like, mm, I'm not feeling this game. <laughs> he he was the first to go like, this is this game's not not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. And then Andy was like, eh, yeah, I get that. He goes, it's a little better now. I, I'm intrigued. I'm going to play it. Andy was pretty positive on it from 42 level one. And I was like, you know, I'm not really feeling it either, Gadget. And then a bunch of people were like, no, stick with it. Stick with it, Fred. So, and I'm not criticizing these people. I'm just saying they were really encouraging is what I would say. Mm-hmm. So here's what's, here's, here's the good about it. Tech is dope, right? Like it looks really good. It's really cool. Um, the, uh, atmosphere is very good. The way they handle like atmospherics and like surround sound and, and just triggering like certain responses they're very good with. Um, and it's got that good eerie feel, right? Mm. Like, and it feels good. Um, what they don't do well is pacing is shit and observer kind of struggled with this as well. Like, this game just takes way too long to kind of, like, get its oomph. You spend, like, three hours just fucking around with little puzzles. And you're like, okay, where are we going? Like, the story's not really going anywhere, and I'm really confused. And the puzzles are kind of basic. They're not difficult. And we're kind of going through the motions here. And even the run is not a run. It's like uh, everyone's gone to the rapture walk. Like, what's going on? Oh, boy. Yeah, there's no combat. It's all puzzles and navigation. It's got kind of a point-and-click adventure feel. Okay? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And some of the puzzles are really obtuse, and that's before they start glitching out. So that's the second complaint, (laughs) and probably the biggest complaint. They glitch out, and if you fuck up, you can render the game unbeatable. You can get true stuck. Mm. So there were were multiple puzzles where... um, I went to go try and solve them by like exploring things and trying to figure them out. Mist style, shall we say? Mm-hmm. And if you click on things in the wrong order, everything disappears and stops becoming uh, able to be interacted with and that will render the game just 
in a frozen state. Like the game itself doesn't freeze. It's just you can't progress in the game anymore. Yeah. Period. That's kind of a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, and it does auto checkpointing. So if you wander around too much, you'll auto checkpoint your way around being able to go back and and load that this, save. This is the final release, right? This isn't a yeah, beta no. either. No, this okay. is final release, and the problem persists on both PC and console. Here's how I know, Trees. When I read the Eurogamer FAQ walkthrough when I was um, stuck, mm -hmm. they call it out. They go, okay, you're about to enter a sequence where if you do things in the wrong order, you could get stuck and not be able to beat the game, and in order to get back, you'll have to restart the whole game, and we're like three hours in. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, to prevent that... <laughs> I'm going to mildly spoil this just so people can get a context for what it is. And I have to tell you that both from a story perspective and from a puzzle's perspective, this is not a spoiler. This is a joke of a puzzle in, in regards to puzzles as a whole, but also in what the medium has to offer. This is also relatively early in the game and has nothing to do with the story. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, spoiler warning: if you care, if you don't, if you do care, go five minutes ahead. Um, so there yeah. becomes a sequence, um, and this is to identify it without people like learning too much. Where you have to release, um, and I'll just say it that way, and we'll let let it go. The story gets explained very early into the game, um, where you have to release two people: a boy and a girl. The boys' sequence takes you into a boardroom where you have to figure out what the boy's name is. And there is a piece of paper at the front of the room that gives nine names related to the chairs. It tells you who was sitting in what chair. <clears throat> and then you have the ability to look at each chair to see what number they are, right? So you can kind of figure out who was sitting where. Okay. And then at the end of the room is a, is a ashtray which you can interact with and get the memory from it. That's a big thing in this is you get the memories from stuff because she's a medium that can see into the paranormal world. Huh? And you get a sequence that tells you who sat in what chair that you're looking for. You're like, oh, this is the person I'm looking for and they were sitting across from this person. So that'll tell me what chair it is. So the puzzle's pretty easy. Look at the list of people, go to the ashtray to find out who was sitting across from our person we're trying to figure out, go back mm. to the list, identify the person who's sitting across from them, go to that seat, and from there we can deduce who we're looking for. Okay? Pretty simple okay. puzzle, even if I might have made it sound complicated there. Here's <laughs> the problem. If you look at any of the chairs, and especially one of the chairs for one of those people, before looking at the piece of paper and identifying the person that the ashtray reveals, everything disappears and can't be interacted with. Oh. And you can't progress in the game. You can't do the puzzle that progresses the game. And if you wander around too much, certain areas auto checkpoint, and you only have five auto checkpoints running at one time. I mm -hmm. do not believe there's a manual save, but if there is, all you're doing is overriding an auto checkpoint, so you're screwing yourself even further. So this is this is obviously stuff that will get fixed in a patch, I would imagine. God, I would so, hope so. I can't believe it went through testing. <laughs> this this strikes me, as I said, of testing where 
the testers weren't asked to actually play the game. This probably came out hot, especially because it's it's um, it's uh, you know Game Pass, and also this is their first release since August's Blair Witch. And so if they crank this out, that means this game was probably fully developed during COVID. Mm. So they probably gave their testers a list of how to solve the puzzles and nobody tried to think of like a questionable person who doesn't know the puzzles, who's just very exploratory like me, who's just wandering around, right? But I think you'll find that in a game like this that kind of is akin to a point and click adventure, you are kind of encouraged to interact with the whole environment. That makes the chances of you running into this error quite common. Uh, almost everyone I talked to ran into this problem. Um, so there's that. Um, Andy was the only one who didn't. So good for him. He's awesome at video games. Um, the Eurogamer person who made the guide clearly ran into it because they very specifically call this out. Like they go, okay, what follows is the solution to the puzzle. But if you don't want that and you don't want spoilers, do not click on any of the chairs until you have done everything else. And so there you go. Um, mm. There's another puzzle even earlier in the game that does this, but it's like 30 minutes into the game. So that one I don't really consider a big deal because I don't think you can have enough checkpoints where you'd have to restart the game. You just have to reload an earlier checkpoint. So if, if I can ask, um, yeah. is, it a third, is it a third person? Yes. Game, you said that. Um, With fixed camera angles. So it's very similar to the Resident Evil you just played. Are there enemies or is this no combat? So this is just you looking at, uh, what are you doing? Are you like in the real world? And when you do in the medium, you're trying to. um, So you can be in the real world. There can be what's called like a shock or a trigger that causes the split worlds where you have both of them. And then you do puzzle solving with both of the worlds. And then there are times where you focus on just the spirit world. And what's the main objective of the game? Like, what's she doing? Is she trying to solve, like, some big murder or some big mystery? Uh, what, what's the deal? Talking to dead people? Um, Look- I think this is a safe setup because I don't think this is a spoiler. This is just the very beginning of the game. Yeah. Um, you play as a awkward female who, to from what I can tell... Uh, her husband um, has just passed. Okay. And in trying to settle loose ends on his profession and what he does, which I'll just say it because this is in the first 15 minutes of the game, um, he is a uh, funeral home person. So, And they say stupid things that... I don't mean this to criticize the writers because the writing is actually quite good, but they do. She does say foolish things in the very beginning that seem like they're telling you stuff you don't know. But I think at this point with enough funeral homes, we all know this, uh, whether we be adults or watching TV, um, especially with the haunting of Hill house or whatever that was on Netflix recently. But like, she was like, well, we lived above the funeral home, which I know is weird. No, actually most funeral homeowners live in the home that the funeral home is or live above it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they live very close to the funeral home most of the time um, or in it. Um, but yeah, he runs a funeral home. He passes. You have to tie up loose ends and something triggers you to go investigate things and it starts to unravel 
not only parts of the investigation, but parts of your past. Uh-huh. Yep. And All it's right. a hybrid between the regular world and the spirit world. So, there right. you go. That's the only uh, thing I knew about the game. Right. So, the, yeah, there's no combat, um, but that's not to say there aren't hazards and enemies that can kill you. If that helps. Hmm. All right. I'll probably never play it. So uh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, game's <laughs> roughly eight hours for those that want to know how long it is. Um, oh, I've really? been playing about seven. Yeah. That is good. Well, yeah, and I think a lot of people are criticizing it because its retail price is fifty bucks. If you don't have yeah. Game Pass. But it looks good. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a technical showpiece. Um. To a certain it, extent, yeah. I think Bloober Team, even though I don't you, uh, care for it for what they've created, um, you pretty uh, impressive. Paying, you're paying for those Series X graphics, baby. Yeah, you are. Or those RTX graphics if you're a PC gamer, because I think it's on Steam also. Um, but uh, so, but here's the thing: the pacing's so slow. Like you get three hours in, and you really haven't learned much. Um, it gets a little more interesting and a little more uh, interesting. It gets a little more interesting and a little more um, strong. Hmm. Uh, about uh, four or five hours in, and then you kind of go like those next few hours go by really fast, and you really enjoy it, and you see some interesting things, and they do some cool things with the story and with the mechanics that I like. But they keep finding themselves back to like morose or cumbersome circumstances where it's like, oh, what am I supposed to do here? Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do? That's fucking stupid. Like, I don't <laughs> feel good when I figure it out. Um, hmm. to be clear, I never used a guide other than for that one thing only to find out. And I'm glad I used a guide because if I had to restart that game, no, I'm out. And gadget was the same way. He was like, yeah, I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm going to shelve this right now. He goes, but if I ever had that happen where I have to restart three, three and a half hours of a game, um, because of something that they couldn't technically fix in their game that is well documented and even walkthrough guides. Yeah, no, that's unacceptable. Um, and so uh, I did get to a point where uh, just recently, and Trees, this is the part that's driving me nuts. I'm so close to the end. I can tell I'm close to the end. In fact, I thought I had beaten the game and then the game kept going. Yeah, that's the worst. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's a trend <laughs> that's a little too common in the last two years. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. really need to work on that as a development group. Like if you wrap up a story, you fucking wrapped up that story. Don't like go and then on the farmhouse two years later, which that was a Last of Us Two joke, not a I, uh, I media Last joke. of Us going. <laughs> Last of Us Two ends more times than Return of the King. I'll just say that's that. That's all I heard about that. No, game. you get to a point and you're like, oh, I'm at the end. Oh no, I'm at the halfway point of the game. Oh, I'm at the end. No, I'm at the three quarter point of the game. Oh, I'm at the end. There's really a fucking epilogue. And then there's a cut scene that's like an hour long, really? Like, oh yeah, that just keeps going. But anyway, sorry if you feel like I just semi-spoiled The Last of Us Part 2, but no, that game just keeps going. Just That's an endless game. When I, Do not go into that game expecting to get to the end of it. When you get to the end of it... Keeps going. It, yeah, it'll just... You'll know when you get to the end of it, because you get credits. It's not like Kojima, where he runs credits 16 times. When you run credits on that game... You will not believe how many times you thought you were at the end before that point, but just know until you roll credits, you are not done with that game. Um, 
But anyway, back to the medium. Um, they're starting to do this thing that I really don't like. Hey, remember in the whole game, we've taught you a mechanic on how to deal with this thing. And uh, early into the game, you probably thought there was a different way to deal with it and you died a bunch of times. Well, at the end of the game, we're going to switch it up and uh, not tell you. And now that tactic that made you die a bunch of times at the beginning of the game, now that works. And the way you've dealt with this the whole game no longer works. No. And so you just die and die and die and die. And there's no saving at a certain point, right? It's those auto checkpoints. So you'll have to redo a sequence. So you die. You redo the sequence for two minutes and die. And you redo the sequence for two minutes and die. And you redo the sequence for 10. And you just, you're just like, I just want to be done with this fucking game. And so I got to be honest with you. I'm so on the fence because there is a large part of me, especially somebody who has unlocked all but like three of the achievements. That's just like, I could just fucking walk away and nobody cares. Mm. And I feel like I know enough about this character's story that I don't know what they're going to reveal, but anything they do, even if people and I, people have claimed that it's got a really good ending and a lot of really good story points near the end. Well, I don't disagree with that. Like it's nothing new and whatever ends, like, I don't think it's worth all this. And so I, I hate to say it, but my overall impressions of this game is that I really like Bloober team's games when most people don't. And I really didn't like this game. Like, I don't even know if I'll finish it. Wow. So close to the end. Well, you know, listen. Shouldn't be a chore. It's been a chore from day one. And Gadget Man probably made the smarter decision. He got about 90 minutes in. He goes, okay, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I did with control. I was like, this ain't... Well, I'm not going to torture myself. Yeah, so that's the medium. Check it out oh. if you want to. If you have Game Pass, there's no reason not to, right? If you hate it, whatever. Um, I, I love the game because I'm telling you, I was in my Game Pass, obviously, because I was getting gears and stuff. And I did not notice it in there on my Xbox One. You know, I don't know how it separates that stuff because there is stuff in there that says uh, X and S compatible will play. You know what I mean? Like the stuff mm-hmm. in the Game Pass that will have the little logo in the corner that it will play on, you know, both, but I did not see the medium in there. I got to go look because I'm curious. Yeah, and I'm trying to see. It shows me my previous, previously played games. Right. And believe it or not, the medium's not on here. It's awkward. Anyway. They pulled it. <laughs> they pulled it from the store. Yeah, who knows? Um, <laughs> speaking of games not pulled from stores, but that are also on Game Pass, new game came out from Yacht Club Games, which are the pe- makers of Shovel Knight. Which you oh, know, uh, it's oh, called Cyber Shadow. Cyber Shadow, yeah, I've seen yeah. that on there. I've seen and that. Uh, I, I, I like Ducktales. I liked Shovel Knight. I found it very good. I do have like the complete pass. I'm still impressed that since I was a day one purchaser of Shovel Knight on Wii U that they updated that game on Wii U so that I have the treasure trove full collection on Wii U now (laughs) for free, free upgrades. I have not played the two other or three other Shovel Knight campaigns that came live, but this came out and I was like, I got to check it out, right? Like just one night, like I had a hankering for retro stuff. I've been doing that a lot lately. And so I was like, I got to check this out. Shovel Knight's everywhere. Yeah, so I booted it up 
And if Shovel Knight is their take on DuckTales, this is their take on Ninja Gaiden. Okay. So that's what it is. Um, got Nintendo-style graphics. Got a great soundtrack. Got a great feel to it. I really like it. It's a very solid game. <clears throat> can, you, here's the big, can you use your Shovel Knight amiibo with it? I do, I'm not playing it on Wii U. I'm playing it on Xbox, so I don't know. Is it on the Switch? I believe it is. Hang on, I want to look it up. Let me look it up. Yeah, Cyber Shadow. Missed opportunity. You have you have your own amiibo. No, is Shovel Knight in this game? Because they put Shovel Knight in every game. Oh, I'm sure he's in this game, but I haven't seen him yet. <laughs> Let's see, Shovel Knight. Cyber Shadow is on Switch. Yes, it is. Cyber. Let's see. See what I get. Mm. So yeah, it's on Xbox One, Xbox, Xbox consoles, PlayStation consoles, Switch, and Steam. Uh, let's see. Nintendo Life. Cyber Shadow will support the Shovel Knight Amiibo line. Look at that. There you go. See? They know. <laughs> they know. Oh, I'm looking at pictures of it. Look at that. It looks like a Digi Gaiden fucking oh, screen. Yeah. It's a good game. It's got the cutscenes and everything. Uh, it doesn't quite play like Ninja Gaiden. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't even know, like, it's not a spoiler to explain why, but, like, you really just got to play that game. It's not like the story's anything to, to scoff at, or, like, it's not that big a deal. But, like, <clears throat> the way they introduce mechanics in that game and the way that game progresses is very well done. It's another really good job. This game is tough as shit. Harder than Shovel Knight, easily. I know there are 12 levels. I got through level four. Um, and it probably took me eh, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, they're pretty, there are checkpoints in this game. So they're pretty liberal with the checkpoints. Um, and they've got some really cool mechanics. But Trees, here's the thing. It's kind of Dark Souls-esque. And what I mean by that is they want you to die a bunch of times and memorize the levels eventually. And I know a lot of people will say that that's what we did in the Nintendo days, but I think that's what people nowadays think we did in the Nintendo days. You might have accidentally memorized Russian Attack or Ninja Gaiden because you played it so much, but I didn't go through every game trying to memorize the levels. Right. Did you do that, like, as a goal? No. It might have been a side effect. But, yeah. Yeah. But this game with, like, its tricks and its dick deaths and stuff like that, where, like, you walk through a door and something drops on you, and it's like, oh, don't do that. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm trying to think. Obviously, when I was that age, when I played all games like that, I'm sure I did. Because my brain worked like that. My brain don't work like that no more. Well, you might natively memorize it, but it wasn't a tactic. People seem to think that we played Nintendo games by memorizing them. The Mm. Dark Souls memorization is not how we played Nintendo games. It's a side effect. We memorized Mm. the level because we liked the game so much, we played it so much. Like with Contra. But I didn't set out to memorize Contra as the tactic to beat it. The first game I remember memorizing something as a tactic was Splinter Cell. Sure, sure. That's Again, that's my point. It's a later-in-time tactic that has been reverse-engineered. 
<laughs> and so I was like, okay, I see what they're doing. And it's not bad, right? And s- the bosses are quite clever up to this point. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, I see what they're doing. Sure, sure. I might be tempted to move on, but I also know that this is going to get ridiculously frustrating. Kind of like the messenger. The messenger, right. I think, is 20 levels, and I got to level like 15 and walked away. I'm looking at gifts of it like on a loop right now. Sure. And yeah, it just looks like an NG guiding game. Yeah. Um, here's here's an update. Here's a hot take. Yep. News coming in. Uh, <clears throat> the upcoming release will also support the Shovel Knight Amiibo. This includes support for Shovel Knight. Uh, for Shovel Knight, Spectre Knight, Plague Knight, and King Knight. There we if go. You, Those are the four campaigns, I think. Yeah. If you use any of these while playing Cyber Shadow, you will summon a Shovel Knight avatar in the game that travels alongside you. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. There's a of it. Here, I don't know what they do. They said they give them extra weapons or something to heal them. I don't know. That's cool, though. Don't worry. You could take all the advantages you can get. Um, well, so I quit playing the game. <laughs> probably permanently and i'll tell you why this is gonna be so funny it's stupid it's not because of the game okay it's because what they did with the achievements is uh, probably going to be viewed by many as mean all the achievements are 16 points or 31 points <laughs> so your point total is going to be uneven oh yeah that's and, hilarious yeah cool. and I was uneven for the last like five years. I don't know if you know this, Trees. No. And this game with four, I had a one at the end of mine because I played Super Puzzle Fighter and I right. got all the single player achievements. And then there's a bunch of multiplayer achievements, but no one's playing Puzzle Fighter, so I can't get those. Right. So I'm stuck with like my points were always ending in a one or a six. And some people were like, you should stick with that because it's nice and unique. Well, I started playing this game not knowing the achievements were 16 and 31. Like, I didn't Mm -hmm. look at the achievements before starting to play the game. So I got two in and realized that. So I was like, well, let me get two more uh, so that I can even out. And I did. And so now my achievements are at zeros and fives again. Um, And so I kind of don't want to give that up. So I just quit playing. Is it a weird thing? Like, if you get all the achievements for this game, it will even out? It'll even out to 1,000, yes. Yeah. So Good you know, fucking luck looking at some of those achievements. It's forcing you to do it. One of those all. achievements is to get to the first boss without taking a hit and without killing anybody. I have no <laughs> idea how one would do that. Me neither. So, <laughs> anyway... So, just so people know, this is going to be a hardcore 1,000 points. But, yeah, if you're frisky... You're willing to put your gamer score on the line. Fucking do it up. So, but yeah, Yacht Club Games did a really good job. I look forward to buying this on a different platform and beating it where my achievements are unaffected. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, I've been playing um, Kingdoms of Amalur. I continue to play through that. You want the, you want the, yeah. Trees, like, oh. that game is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I cannot say a bad thing about this game. People can say a bad thing about this game because it's not for everybody. It is literally what you were just talking about at a, at a whole new level. It is Skyrim merged with World of Warcraft is what it is. Because there's a ton of people to talk to with a ton of random activities. And some of them are 
go explore this cave. Some of them are see this cool plot point. Some of them are kill 15 spiders to get their venom sacks. <laughs> and I'm loving every second of it. I'm playing this rogue, stealthy demon elf with twin blades and a little bit of magic mixed in there. And I'm having the time of my life. I love how uh, we're in a spot right now. <laughs> New consoles out. And you're like, you're like forcing yourself to play like a new the game. Medium. Yeah. Right. You're forcing you slog. When all it. I really do the whole time I'm playing the medium is wonder why the fuck I'm not playing Amalur, to be honest. And you and me are playing Amalur, Skyrim, and Gears of War. Yep. The fuck is <laughs> going on? This just tells you an awful lot about the state of gaming right now. Um, I think so. I think yeah. so. To be fair, my Amalur is the re-reckoning edition. It's 4K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's still, you know, the yeah. bones are still old. Yeah, oh yeah. The one thing yeah. I will give the auto HDR a lot of credit for is everything glows in that fucking game. I don't know. I think you dabbled with Amalur in the past. I think we talked about this. But there's a lot of caves where there's a lot of glowing items. And with the auto HDR, it looks fantastic. <laughs> so, wow. But uh, yeah, I, so I, I don't even think I'm going to do anything more than as a joke over the next probably month. Just let people know. I, I check in. Yeah. Put another 10 hours into Amalur this week like I did last week. Still having a blast. That game's over 100 hours. Just working my way through it. It's fine. Mm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, I don't know why I force myself to play, like, other games when I'm just yeah. having a blast and want to play that, but... Yeah, like, like I'm I'm still loving Skyrim, man. I just kind of burned myself out because I did too much in one day, and I kind of went cross-eyed playing See, I it. can't get enough of Amalur. I just do it out of guilt. Like, I'm like, I should be doing something else. But now that I got Gears of War, now nah, it's a nice bounce between Wreckfest. There like, it's all shit been out. I'm just fucking yeah. playing and how good is um at the end of the day like you, you know medium or not, but the other games Cyber Shadow and stuff mm-hmm. like, how good does Game Pass continue to be for a value? Oh, it's it continues like, to be amazing. Uh, there's a PC game uh, everyone's telling me I need to play called Deliver Us the Moon, and mm-hmm. I went to go buy it on Steam, and when I, I uh when I looked at I was just browsing around and look at discussions and comments and stuff like that and all the comments were like it's on game pass and i went and looked sure enough it's on game pass installed it on my pc it's actually what i wanted to play after the medium so yeah, yeah it, it continues to just be there are so many games i want to try and half the time i look it up and yep it's on game pass i talked about deliver us the moon i tried that once yeah i remember you trying it i need to try it um i'm going into it for the tech stuff uh mm-hmm. and i remember what you said about it uh, maybe I'll feel the same way, especially right after the cusp of the medium. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. Again, I the more I play games like this, the more I don't have tolerance for games like Tacoma, the medium. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Deliver us the moon. Like the the last game uh, like that I played was that um, observation. Observation, I think. Okay. Yes, right? that's the girl in the. And the yeah. whole game yeah. sort of played through the cameras. Yep. Sort of. On the I've space not stage. played that, but yes, I've seen it on Game Pass because they're yeah. kind of like pushing it. That was interesting enough to keep me playing to the end of that. But otherwise, than that, yeah, I don't know. I just need. I don't know. I mean, don't run out and subscribe tomorrow, but like, yeah, it's good. 
Mm. I don't buy anything on Xbox. Like, well, <laughs> I he said having recently bought over six games, including Cyberpunk. Um, True, but uh, but yeah, I like I said, if you the here's to answer the question you're probably asking, and if anyone out there is wondering it. There would be no reason to buy games if you're open-minded and um, have an Xbox and was just like, you know what, to keep budget conscious right now, I'm going to spend $10 a month or 15 if you want the free gold or the PC games right. in addition um, and just play these and that's it. I mean, at this point, Game Pass is like 200 plus games or something. like. They rotate games out from time to time, but that's almost like a game, right? You're like, oh, this is ending. I should play this now if I want to play it. And now that they've added EA access to the whole thing, like, oh, fuck. Yeah, like, it's like 300 plus games. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Be surprised how many times I want to play a shitty old EA game and boom, it's there on, on Plus Man. or on Game Pass. But... um. And then, and when I say shitty old EA game, I don't actually mean shitty, but like, yeah, like you want to play Syndicate? It's there. You want to play uh, the uh, Dead Space trilogy? There you go. So they all play the Mirror's Bio Edge Shocks. one and two. Go right ahead. All the Bioshocks, everything. All the Mass Effects are on there. Yep. Yellow. So, oh, and I did say to myself recently, I was going to play through Anthem. I just want to see what that's all about. Right, I know it's got on that there. game free day one. <laughs> Uh, because of my graphics card played right. it for like an hour and I was like I'm good and it's in like a mess of a state and now yeah. it's about as good as it's gonna ever get I know people keep holding out hope for this reimagining of Anthem but I don't have much hope for that um, and so I was like maybe I should just take the 10 hours right and just burn through that campaign yeah. um, I think I might but anyway um, so yeah that's about that and then last but not least this is the game I have to end on uh huh Crash 4. Oh, no. I thought you were done. No. Crash 4. Kept calling you, did it? Kept calling you off that XMB? Fuck. Come play. That. Come. Game. <laughs> I told you. I told you there's something about that game. No, where you get, just get you rid of it. And, trees, I've not said this in a long time. Get rid of it now if you're listening to this right now, especially if you're a Crash fan. Don't buy it. If you already bought it, return it if it's wow. sealed. If not, go trade it in. You can get 20 bucks at GameStop right now. Go take advantage now. You talk ill about Crash. <laughs> Fuck. Well, he broke you. Crash broke you. Game. So, here's the thing. I can beat that game. I'm on the <laughs> final level, which you want to talk about a game that keeps going. <laughs> you thought you were almost done oh I thought I was done and then uh -huh. they do a thing that's similar to Mario Odyssey and here's the problem I don't think you've beaten Odyssey either so you don't know the spoil I don't want to spoil all this stuff I've watched it a hundred times so okay. I know it's going so what they do with Odyssey without spoiling much I don't think is they harken back and like the end of that game is more of like a you know celebration of Mario and says hey let's get nostalgic and have fun right like it's just a fun time it's not difficult it's just a fun time um and that's not necessarily the end i'm talking about some of the special levels and stuff like that so you think you beat crash nope game's still going okay 
And then they try to do that, but instead they make them ridiculously brutal levels with ridiculously bullshit mechanics that continue to be more and more bullshit every day. Uh Uh-huh. And you're like, okay, I see what this is supposed to do. This is supposed to go, remember Crash? Wasn't Crash so fucking awesome? And instead it makes me go, I'm in hell. I'm in an epilogue that is brutal and horrible and I hate this. Oh, no. And then you find out, no, dog, you ain't in the epilogue. <laughs> You're not even close to done. You're That was just another world. And what you thought was the end of the game and what you thought was the boss and what you thought was the end of all this. No, nah, no, nah, man. You thought that, but credits didn't roll. No. No, you were just like, X percentage through the game. There's plenty more to do. Hmm. And now that I've gotten to the end, I've confirmed it. I looked up online. I'm on the final level. Uh, I wrote this down. I had to write it down as I was playing it. And for the record, I never got really frustrated where I like threw controllers or anything. Because you get so desensitized to getting frustrated to this game that it doesn't matter anymore. You do become a Zen master, but you just go like, what am I doing? Is this supposed to be fun? Am I supposed to enjoy it? Because let me just say this outright. So in the early game trees, right, you're, you're hip to what they're trying to do, right? Oh, okay. So let's try to find the hidden gem in each level. Let's try to beat the bonus area of each level. Let's try to break all the boxes and get all the stuff, right? There's six mm-hmm. gems. We can unlock some skins. That'd be fun. Da, 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 right? Good times. You slowly dwindle to the point now you see a box that's like not even hard to get to. It's just slightly out of reach. And you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I've not cared for the last dozen levels. You go from getting like 100% of the boxes, 90% of the boxes, 80%. At this point, I'm walking through levels 40%. Don't even fucking care. And there's so many levels. Oh my God. This game is not light on content at all oh my god trees i think you said you were on world three or four i don't want to spoil exactly how many levels but you're not a quarter of the way through the game right now you've got a lot to go and you are not even hinting at the challenge bullshit they start throwing at you oh no 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 you see shit, you don't even know how you're supposed to beat it. Um, and so, yeah, you become disenchanted with everything they're trying to get you to engage with and everything you engage with in the old games. Gems, fuck them. Hidden <laughs> gems, fuck them. Bonus areas, I don't even click on them anymore if there was a checkpoint nearby. I just ignore them. I stopped doing bonus areas like two worlds ago. Um, boxes, fuck them. <laughs> Pickups, fuck them. Enemies, fuck them. I'm dodging them. I'm not even going to fight them anymore because nowadays enemies can like hit you plus they can come back and hit you plus uh, they even get to a point where boxes can kill you. What? Yeah. They have plenty of boxes that can kill you. They have hidden boxes that kill you. There's a time where you go behind a waterfall and there's a nitro there. Ha ha. You suck. Fuck you. Didn't see it. Yeah. They get mean. Like, you just stop caring about 
what this game's all about. And you're just like, I just want raw platforming. And even then, it's super dick. <laughs> yeah. Poor yeah, guy. and and they just get really brutal. And like with those masks, you get new stuff. They start getting into, I'll just come out and tell what the masks are. Time manipulation, where you freeze time and you unfreeze time. And they also do... Um, Gravity, where you move to the ceiling, you move to the floor, you move to the ceiling, you move to the floor, and they get so ridiculous with that. Oh, I just, I feel, I feel they fucked up, right? Oh, man. And they add all this shit as you go. They add new protagonists and then they go, oh, now you can replay all these levels with these protagonists. Mm. And at first I was down. I was like, okay, cool. Okay, so let me... Let, I'm not done criticizing this game. I, I I feel... I'm sorry to go long on Crash a second week in a row, but I feel I have to. Because people need to know that this isn't a quick dismissal because Fred couldn't beat the game. Because fuck you, I could beat the game. And I might still. But I've decided tomorrow morning, now that I know GameStop will give me 20 bucks and I paid 30 bucks for it, and I've put like mm, 10, maybe 15 hours into this game in the last like week. Like, now nah, I think I'm done. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to, after this show, try to beat the last level, which is, um, according to Kotaku, uh, the hardest platforming level that has released in the last decade. Oh. And I tried it for um, 28 minutes today, Trees, and didn't get close to beating it. Nice. Yeah. But again, you don't get frustrated anymore. You're not even discouraged by it. You dying many 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 times and being really pissed off at this game but like so pissed off that you just you don't have the means to get frustrated with it anymore like i literally played that level to unwind between cooking dinner and getting off work today (laughs) on a particularly hard day like i just popped a cherry coke and did that and like i made no progress i quit it and i felt like shit but I'm they so did. used to making no progress, quitting, and feeling like shit on Crash 4 that I don't even care. They did such a good job with, like, updating them in the in the look, in the feel. Yeah, and like, I just, the aesthetics are fantastic. And, I, and to be and fair, feel, the level design is pretty damn good, too. And I feel after the high of, like, uh, the Insane Trilogy being popular, like, mm-hmm. if they just... Out of like if this was like and even this that be- hinted at problems right because like the hit detection was off and the platforming was off and that all carries through to this yeah but that was like at least that was like a reintroduction to the original sure. game yeah. right you can get away with that you can be right. like well this is the original games this is how they were right right but you, you got his name back out there and then you follow through with this and I feel like the normal game feels like the like the extreme mode like yes. if they just did a dumbed down version for the the original playthrough and they made all those fun costumes easy to get, I just think they could have grabbed the audience again. So the costumes like a- do get easy to get because you get to a point not too far from where you're at trees mm-hmm. and they introduce a new character. Yeah. And they've already said this in the trailers and the gameplay stuff. They introduced the croc. The croc, yeah. And he has his own levels and stuff. Well, so that's what I thought. Right. Because what he does is he goes, well, sorry, you beat a boss uh, right before the croc and he unlocks reversals, 
where it's the Super Luigi thing. They definitely were paying attention to Nintendo. They didn't bother to pay attention to what makes Nintendo games fun, though. Um, but uh, so they go, hey, guess what? From now on, every level will have a reverse mode where you start at the end of the level and you go back through to the beginning. And it's got its own diamonds and gems and boxes and everything. And that doubles the number of diamonds you can get. So suddenly it's really easy to get the costumes. Mm-hmm. So then the next thing they do is they introduce these these croc people, uh, the croc guy, and then later on there's other protagonists. I think they've revealed who all of them are, but I'll leave it be. In fact, I think the first one is not the croc. It's actually Crash's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, so they go back and when you unlock that character, you unlock their special level, but then as you go through the campaign, they unlock more levels. And of course, they're way back at the beginning of the game. But again, or all near the-, the end. Well, so you go back and play those levels, and here's what pisses me off. You ready for this? You play like 10 minutes, which is a the same level you played as Crash, but it's slightly modified, and it's for your character. And when you beat it in like a really short time, like I said, 5 to 10 minutes, then they show you where that was in the Crash level, and they're like, okay, now you're Crash again. Rebeat the level as Crash. Mm. So you don't just beat it as the character. You have to go then rebeat it as Crash. And then, of course, all the character levels are on the most brutal, annoying levels. So yeah. you play this level you hated. Then they open it up for a character. You go back. You play that as the character. And it's really short and not a lot of attention was given to it. And then they're like, okay, now here's a harder version of that level. And you got to beat it as Crash. Again. But again, it goes back to what I'm saying. Is like, yeah. It's all too much. Yeah, they're not paying attention to what makes the game enjoyable. They think you want to play every level on ultimate hard difficulty 400 times over and over again, and that's not what people come to Crash for. At least that's my assessment that that's not. I just the boat on like getting a whole new crowd. Like You look yeah. at something like Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Sure. Which is not a compar- same comparison, right? Sonic is has never been super difficult, right? To just right. get through. Right, it might be difficult if you want to like perfect it get and get all, all the chaos the emeralds and stuff like that. Yeah, want to go from beginning to end. My son can do that. Right, and the thing is, like, my son can pick up like Sonic Generations. He can pick up any game that came out in the last five years of Sonic, and they got him. Right, right. Like they, 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 they snagged him. Like he is a Sonic. He loves Sonic, which. Bandicoot did my not. My daughter do that. also loves Sonic, and my daughter will not watch me play any Crash Bandicoot games after watching <laughs> me get really frustrated with one and then uh, four. Um, and she watched me play two and three and said they looked more intriguing and they were definitely easier. Like Naughty Dog learned that lesson. They made Crash 2 easier than one, and they were told it was still very difficult. If you look online, a large portion of the general audience thought Crash 3 was the best one, and it's the least difficult. And Crash now, 3 actually sold the best. My my son likes Crash because of the aesthetic. Like he thinks he's funny. Right. Like he sure, likes the aesthetic's great. But he can't play that game. No. He runs on that beach level. But he just runs around. Yeah. And he 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 doesn't get further than just the big rolling rocks, right? Sure. He just goes back and forth because they let you run all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. So he can do that. So he does that. Um but he played Sonic once and was hooked. Right, my daughter the same. And so that's the difference, right? Like they had an opportunity with Crash to make it new user friendly. 
and get a whole new audience. And then you can make the extreme level, right? For the hardcore people. But to just right. for the whole game to be the extreme level, it you lost everybody. You even lost the crash fans. Yes, <laughs> you know? because actually I was listening to the Retronauts just now and they had this super fan on um, who loves Crash 1, 2, and 3. And they had John Linneman on who loves uh, uh, Crash 1, 2, and 3. And he liked Crash 4 more than most. And the other thing that really pisses me off is I was looking at reviews and the reviewers all gave this high marks. That game's got like a Metacritic of like 92. Right. And they say like high risk, but high reward. It's really right. hard, but you feel really accomplished at the end. I can it's, assure you that's not the case. When I beat well, this game, I will not feel accomplished. And I don't know that I'm going to beat this game. I have no desire to. Well, because it's a, it's a polished game and it's competently made. Like it's, right. there's nothing broken about it. It's right. just hard. Right. Well, it's, and it's, and it's hard in weird fucked up ways. Um, and it doesn't make you feel good when you beat it. You're like, finally. So that's the thing I wanted to mention real quick. So for those who've played it, there's a level called Shipping Error. Um, that was my all-time record for a long time with 38 deaths to beat it. Then Food Run beat it with 51 deaths. And in the final world, I did hit my record. 81 deaths to beat a level. Two straight hours. Hello? Oh no, I think I lost trees. Damn it, on that reveal. <laughs> All right, we'll get trees back and we'll be right back. All right, that was on my end. I thought we had lost you. But yeah, like, yeah. It, when you play a level for two hours, 81 <laughs> times, and you get done and you don't feel a lick of accomplishment. No. You feel like, okay, I just... I, I, I can't even tell you why I'm doing it. Yeah, I felt that way. There was one level, I think it was the third world with the ships, the pirate ships or whatever, uh -huh. that whole thing. And for whatever reason, I got frustrated with this one path. My son was watching me mm -hmm. and uh, he's like, why do you keep dying? Because you get super confident with the beginning that you've already done a hundred times and you're like, I'm just going. But then you're making dumb mistakes, and I must have, and I just kept dying at this one stupid spot. I kept missing this thing because I was rushing. I think there were like lily pads that would like snap at you. Uh huh. You couldn't stand on them. And I just, because I was rushing, because I'm like, I just want to get pat. I know I've done it before, so I'm just going to go and it, you know, it's like falls apart, right? You come off the rails. <laughs> and then it, yeah. And then after like 30 tries, I was just like, oh my God. Oh, and some boss battles, man. Oh my God, the boss battles. Anyway, I've just been through so much. And so it's yeah. like, I'm on the last level, right? But what do I gain from that? What do you get? Uh, I know. I know. Well, you'll probably get a nice uh, uh, trophy. No, it's a silver. <laughs> I've already looked it up. <laughs> I tell you, I can't defend it anymore. As much as I love him as a character and he looks so good and I'm, and I was so pump that he was like that they did such a good job with them like man they fucked up with the difficulty it's not just the design. difficulty though it's the whole design so that's the last part i definitely want to touch on i think the problem is 
they every level remember by the end of the game like where i'm at has to account for forward backward mm. challenges and a like second character that controls differently yeah and so with when you start designing levels with all that in mind and the levels get long like you think they're long now with like the pirate ship and stuff there are yeah. some levels where you're like, how fucking long is this going <laughs> to go? And of course, as you can probably imagine, checkpoints become like really yeah. rare. There was this one oh. time where I got through like half the level and I was like, I cannot believe I died. And it takes me back to the beginning because they just don't put a checkpoint there. And they stop doing that thing where you die a bunch of times and then magically a checkpoint shows up. I, I just think... I, I don't think know if what they, the logic was. I, I think if they cut this game in half, made it easier, maybe made it fifty bucks. I don't know. I think they, I think they could have had a nice crash resurgence. You know, bring back some crash team racing after. I don't right. know. I think they just fucked up. Yeah, they, I, I think know. they scared everybody away, even the diehards. <laughs> and you can tell the markets dried up because I was on GameStop. And they're selling it new for 60 bucks, right? Because now that the holiday sales are over, it's 60 yeah. bucks again. Um, and it's Activision. They'll never drop the price, um, uh, except for random sales. And GameStop selling it for 30, which tells me that they've had enough of them traded in. Mm. And they're giving you 20 bucks in store credit, which tells yeah, me yeah. there's also like a weird draw there, right? Like people are checking it out, but people are also trading it back in. Right. But yeah, like I said, I don't think this has ever happened to me where I'm, and and it's happened to me with two games now. The medium's a way lower risk though. I put way less time into the medium. Right. It's a very different game and a very different reason why I'm disenchanted by it. I didn't like the game in the first place. I should have listened to my gut and walked away easily mm-hmm. and this and that. I really like platformers. And when Crash gets going, it does such a good job. There are so many magical moments embedded in these miserable 15 hours I've played <laughs> that I, I wish I could just isolate and, and share because they're right. so good. But I even said it out loud and my wife was agreeing with me. I'm like, she, cause she would watch me play sometimes, you know, over the, uh, the cell phone, like she'd be shopping on her cell phone and she'd like glance over and watch me play sometimes. And she goes, it just seems like every second I see, like, it's like, you can't win. It's like a bully. Like every minute I watch you and you start getting a rhythm going and you start getting good at a level and you start smiling on your face and you start really nailing it. And it's very impressive to watch you when you're in the zone all of a sudden, some dick move comes out and it completely shatters all of that because your confidence, when you come back, you don't do the platforming as well anymore. Your confidence is gone. You seem frustrated, mm-hmm. especially once you get to like 20 deaths in a row. You've done it so many times. You get sloppier. You don't get smoother. And she's just like, I don't know. Like, And I should point out, I also limited myself to playing only one world per night over this last week. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're doing the math, means there were seven more worlds at least since where you're at. Yeah. yeah and so she, it's just like, I can't. And so I told myself, like, I'm not going to do this. Like, I am trading that game in tomorrow. If for no, no other reason than to prevent me from going back and playing it. Because 
the medium I can understand, like I'm, I'm disconnecting with it. So it's on me that I'm not playing it, but crash again, same thing. I'm disconnecting. So it's on me, but like, I enjoy crash where I didn't particularly enjoy much of the medium. I enjoy crash and I enjoy this game, but the things they do and the way they design these levels, fuck that. And I do not feel accomplished. And I'm nearly at the end of this game. And I do not think beating that game is going to make me feel accomplished at all. I'll just be like, well, I'm finally done with it. Well, I can do that without having to bang my head against the wall for another two hours. So I'm out. Don't play Crash. Just flat out. The VGP recommendation, forget that game exists. Get the Insane Collection if you really want to. If you're smart. You'll spend 18 bucks and get the PS1 versions on your PSP, your Vita, or your PS3. But I understand that like no one owns those consoles anymore. But if you happen to, mm-hmm. you can do that. Um, maybe you don't even need to go back to Crash at all at this point. That's right. Maybe that's what the real answer is. Maybe. But we'll cry. fuck you deserve Crash. Better. Fuck Zerb Crash better. 4. And I read the developer stuff. They had a bunch of developer Q&As, right? Because I'm trying to find... Like, I'm like, well, maybe they don't know. (laughs) Maybe Toys for Bob is so big into Crash, they don't know. Or maybe they're misled. Or maybe Activision forced them to. No. From all the interviews, it sounds like they're like, yeah, this is tough as balls and fuck you. That's how it is. That's what Crash is. And I want to know who these people are because clearly all the fans I've seen in, in and out of press are not these people. And if Reddit is any indication, they don't exist at all. Mm. Who are these people that are seeking what Crash 4 offers? Because all I keep reading is how they stripped out the parts that everyone went to Crash 4. So I don't Mm. know. It walks, talks, and acts like Crash, and it's gorgeous, but... Mm -hmm. No HDR, though. But anyway. But yeah, that part's fine. It's it's literally the rest of it. It's just shit. It's a bummer. So, yeah, trade it in. Get rid of it. Get your money back. <laughs> now. Before no. it's too late and it's in the dollar bin. Here you go. But, And on that note, <laughs> uh-huh. I think we're done. I think we're done here. So. Can't, can't do any more. Left scorched earth. Yeah. We can't. There's no more. No so, flowers will grow there anymore. Well, Trees, so. I, I am hopeful for the future with Crash mm-hmm. in the bag. Um, yep. My next game that I'm moving on to in the uh, retro PlayStation 1 days is Resident Evil, which uh, the remake, one that, that you quit this week that you hate. Right. So I hate it. I'll go through. Well, I wouldn't say hate. You just were like, no, I'm good. Um, I'm good. I, I had my time yeah. with it uh, <laughs> 30 years ago or whatever the fuck it was, 20 years, 20 something years ago. And uh, remember, no I've got the video it. of the how to get the under three hour run. Uh, of this, it's still on my YouTube. People use it every day, mm-hmm. which is which is good. I'm glad people like it. You get the free unlimited rocket launcher after that, which I'm sure makes the game quite easy and fun. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'll be playing through that, and then after that is Tomb Raider. It's all based off release date. I'm just playing through the PS1 games on release date, so nice. uh, I'll be playing the original Tomb Raider soon. Um, but um, but yeah, uh, and then. Uh, um, I forgot what other game I'm going to go to now that I'm not playing the medium. Oh, Deliver Us the Moon. So we'll see. That mm-hmm. one That one may not may not go with me, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I know I'm not going to drag it through like the medium if I'm not connecting with it. So 
Right. And then, of course, I will continue to be in the lap of luxury with Amalur, um, just enjoying mm-hmm. life. Everything tastes mm-hmm. better, and the grass smells better, and all that stuff. So, but all right. Well. Uh, oh yeah, and then uh, one last thing I'm gonna do uh, moving forward is uh, there's lots of good community conversations that often happen in the Discord, and I said if there's something that's highlighted that I definitely want your take on. I'll start mentioning it. So um, All right. that's not necessarily a prompt for people to go to the Discord, but it's just that there's some good conversations. They just get lost to the annals of time, and maybe we should talk about them. Uh, again, no one prompted me to do that. That was my own thing. And actually, uh, the overall feel I got was hesitation of like, well, don't feel obligated to talk about the Discord. And I was like, no, but there are times where I want to talk about it. So um, as always, you can still send an email to contactagaminghistory101.com, and we will go straight for that. Because that one, mm-hmm. you're asking for it. You want us to talk about it on the show. So we can do it that way, too. But I might highlight some stuff since uh, there's some cool stuff that comes out of the Discord organically. So Cool. All right. Well, let's let Trees get to sleep. Let's m- let me get to sleep. And until next week, this is Fred Rojas saying peace out. Later.